Today on Gamerhead Radio, we cover everything from playing video games with your seven-year-old to virtual reality porn. Gamerhead Radio starts now. Hello and welcome to Gamerhead Radio. I am Jonathan Santiago, a.k.a. Fallon Flynn. I am Charlie Technotronic Warren Worthley. Candy Mountain, Charlie. And we have two friends with us here in the studio. Uh, returning, you might remember him from the episode where we were talking about the uh, the Samsung Gear Live, the Ocul- no, the, 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 the visor, the Gear VR thing, yeah. the visor, the thingy, the, 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 the 3D thingy. Uh, Mr. Danny Wasco. Hi, Danny. This universe is mine. I am God here. Hey, guys. What was that thing called? The Gear VR. And you didn't bring it with you today. Not today. This is uh, not the right topic. Sorry. Uh, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, we, we want to play, man. Oh, I should have been thinking. I'm sorry. And the other voice in the room uh, for this is a first time on the po- podcast, longtime listener, first time uh, attendee is uh, Mr. Chris Faber, my brother-in-law, Michelle's brother. Hi, Chris. All right. All right. All right. Hello. <laughs> I, uh, I was told there'd be a dick train. Oh, it's right there. Uh, it's in pieces. Okay. Okay. It's in pieces. I, I've been looking since I got here. I, I didn't want to ask. But, uh, <laughs> I thought it would present itself to me at some point. It, you it, thought the dick train would present itself to you at well, some point. The dick That's... train has become rather sentient. It has. As, as of... <laughs> it, yet it is, it is a subtle and uh, modest dick train. It is. It is. Uh, for those of you, uh, uh, we, we don't really post pictures of the studio and, and whatnot very often, but uh, Michelle was kindly enough to make, make Charlie a dick train to display on on the console here while we're recording and it uh, uh it needs it needs some work it needs <laughs> fluffing <laughs> yes it is a bit limp yeah woof <laughs> charlie how was your week? Uh, it was uh, uh, a lot. Well, so Michelle um, took one of her work trips up the, to, to to Canada for the week, and I say it like Ooh. that on purpose. Um, and uh, so I actually got some time to myself, which means, of course, that I did a whole lot of cleaning because that's what I do. Um, but um, which is out of character for me. I actually played some freaking video games while Holy she was out of shit. town. Which no is no joke. I normally don't do. And the times where she's taken trips before, normally I land escape as opposed to playing video games. But we've done so much for that recently. I didn't have that much to do. So um, right. On. I actually had free time and played some games. God forbid was... you should play games hosting a video game podcast. Eh, you know, it's uh, it's uh, <laughs> it's oddly appropriate. Yeah, um, mm. but um, but yeah. So it was it was resting and relaxing. And aside from the bad sushi we ate Friday night when she came back to celebrate, um, don't womp, get, womp. don't get sushi at Mariano's. Um, which is surprising because normally everything else that yeah, they have yeah. is fantastic. Their steaks are fantastic. Yeah, right. yeah good stuff. But uh, no, their, their sushi did not agree with us. So that was Yikes. unfortunate. But uh, putting that aside, um, really good week. How about you? Um, it's been a, a productive week. Uh, I did play a lot this week, but uh, I, I started a diet, which I was pissing and moaning about before we started the show because it's, uh, it's been a week of uh, no beer, no dairy, um, really no sugar, just uh, healthy stuff, vegetables and, you know... Uh, um, Whatever won't cause me to have a giant stroke or a massive heart attack. Uh, a lot of running, a lot of working out. Um, I feel great, but I feel like shit, if you know what I mean. So um, You feel good, but you're yeah, depressed. Yeah, physically yeah. I feel good, but my, my, my spirit is weak at this juncture. I understand. Yeah, um, But uh, yeah, yeah, it was a good week otherwise. A lot of gaming in, uh, but, but uh, nothing particularly uh, notable to talk about. Um, you know, uh, these friends got together to, we're going to be building a green screen sort of set to oh. shoot some videos and stuff on. Cool. But uh, 
got together and started uh, putting together materials for that and, you know, the sort of schematics, if you will, for the, the designs and everything on how we're going to do it. And that was pretty much it, man. The new three-piece V is for Villains. Yes, the, yes. the three-piece. Yeah, gone gone back to the core. I, 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 wasn't, I wasn't clear. I was thinking about this after the fact. Was that an announcement or was that already announced? That, no, I mean, that was... We've kind of talked about it to a few people that are sort of closer to us, but mm-hmm. we haven't, like, really thrown anything out there. So um, that, that was a Gamerhead exclusive... Public reveal yeah, is what that was. Yeah, yeah, I all believe right. so it was. All We've right. talked about it since then, but uh, online and, you know, all of our social media websites and stuff. But For those of you who don't know what we're talking about, you just have to listen to the last episode. Woo! Uh, <laughs> it's a trap! <laughs> All right, so before we get into what we've been playing this last week, uh, coming out on this Tuesday, the 21st, um, a handful of games, Breach and Clear Deadline on Windows, Mac, and Linux. Uh, Danny Meckler's Game of the Year, Hatful Boyfriend on PS4 <laughs> and PS Vita. You'll, of course, remember this as being the dating sim where you're trying to date birds. Um, I did not stutter. <laughs> uh, Game of Thrones Episode 5, Nest of Vipers on Windows, Mac, PC, and, 3, and uh, PS4. Uh, Journey is uh, getting a release on the PS4. Very exciting for those of you who haven't played it. Do so. It's excellent. Uh, One Chenbara Z2 Chaos on the PS4. Still making those games for some reason. Um, a Phantom Breaker Battlegrounds Overdrive on the PS4. And Tembo the Badass Elephant. On- <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Did I buy that I'm just sorry. for the title? <laughs> I have to. I am, I'm Okay. One more time. Tembo the Badass Elephant, just in case anybody thought I had an aneurysm and just was oh saying God. random things. That actually is the name of the game. What platform on, is that? On PS4, Windows, and Xbox One. Gotta check it that's out. That's all on the 21st. On the 22nd, Game of Thrones Episode 5 is coming out on the 360 and Xbox One because that's their arcade release day. And um, is also making it to iOS and Android on the 23rd. On the 23rd, we're also getting The Binding of Isaac Rebirth on the Xbox One, the 3DS, and the Wii U. And uh, Way of the Samurai 4 also on Windows on the 23rd. And those are our releases for the coming week. Um, I, I'm very excited about um, not playing How to Full Boyfriend. How about you guys? You know what? I'm I, so I, excited to not play that game. Just, <laughs> I, I want to try it, though, just to see what the hell it actually is. That's fair. Um, so I, I had to look this up. So Tembo, the badass elephant, is described on Wikipedia as being a side-scrolling platform video game de- developed by Game Freak and published by Sega. Uh, the title is set to be released. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Tembo, the badass elephant, is a 2D platform where players control the elephant whose name is Tembo. Uh, we've got that. Uh, as he progresses through Shell City to stop the invasion of military force called the Phantom with a capital P. The title features visuals similar to that of cartoons and comic books, and at launch, the game will feature up to 18 different levels. A uh, major goal of every level is to defeat the level's boss and destroy the enemy's tanks. Yada yada yada. Uh, I'm interested. I don't Everything know. Everything about that sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah, it does. Sounds like a badass elephant. It really does. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, Tembo. Um, okay, so um, as you guys uh, know, we start by um, after we do the releases, we go around the room and talk about video games that we've been playing. John and I will talk about this last week. You guys feel free to talk about just anything recently, or Chris, in your case, ever. Um, so, um, <laughs> Danny, we'll start with you. Uh, what have you been playing recently that you would like to talk about? Uh, um, pretty bad week for me, honestly. Not a whole lot. Uh, a couple of mobile games, nothing really noteworthy. I'd say my anything uh, since the last time you've been on. I know you mentioned you checked out Arkham Knight the other day. Yeah, that's true. I play, I played Arkham Knight in my buddy's system on the uh, PlayStation Four. Uh, very impressed by it. Uh, love the storyline, the the acting, all that stuff. The visuals are great. I've never played any of the Batman games of these the current gen, so this is my first 
foray into any of these Arkham City, Arkham Knight, oh, or wow. whatever. No, so, you, sh- you should fix that. They're yeah, actually, yeah, yeah they're really good games. Like, I'm, I, I'm the worst gamer ever, and I have played the Arkham <laughs> games. <laughs> I was pretty impressed by it, so I, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm still sitting on a PS3. I think I can go back for two or three of those uh, releases and. Yeah, a I'm, couple yeah, of those. Start with Arkham Asylum. I mean, yeah, on the okay. PS3, and okay. they're yeah, dirt sure. cheap now, man. You yeah. can get them for next to nothing. Yeah, I, that, that's why I played them. I got them both for like ten bucks. Nice. So I'll remedy that. And, you know, and there's a, there's I'll a lot of game in those games for ten bucks, man. Yeah. yeah. Especially Arkham City. There's yeah. a lot. They, of game they there. load them up with optional side quests and then collectibles and things to find. And so yeah, it's a really good time. Yeah, really Very good. Cool. Games. Anything else? Well, since last time I was here, uh, beat Grand Theft Auto V story nice. mode. Right yeah, on. it was a great game, and uh, played a lot of online with that, and still having fun tinkering around. And uh, that's it for the the major games I've picked up. Yeah, cool, Chris. How about you? Uh, I jumped in today. I, I texted Charlie yesterday to ask him a couple questions about tonight's show. And uh, first thing he said was, well, what have you been playing? And I said, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I've, uh, I haven't played anything for quite a while. I, I, everybody should know. I'm, I, like I said, I'm, I'm the worst gamer ever. But um, I, I, would, I, I would not call myself a gamer. I do enjoy video games, but it just doesn't fit into my schedule as often as I would like it to do. I, I work a lot, and I just don't, don't get into it as much as I... I would, but I always enjoy it, and so um, I, I, I was out of town, and I uh, had a busy week, but I came in today, had a couple hours this afternoon, so my daughter and I sat down and played some Lego Harry Potter, which is... Years uh, one through four or five through seven? Uh, one through four okay. we're still on, um, and we'll, we'll, we'll touch more on Lego games later, but uh, that, that we did that for a little while until she got bored, and then uh, she went outside, and I grabbed a, just a few minutes. I went and grabbed a couple jo- Riddler trophies, and... Arkham uh, City because okay. I don't own current gen and uh, I just like I play everything like like that I play everything about five years after it came out so <laughs> I, uh, I I just played Arkham City and uh, you know completed the the main story uh, I don't know, a few months ago and uh, haven't touched it for a couple months so jump back into that for about half an hour today we seem to have a lot of the, the the people that co-host the show with us play things that are like three to five years behind which is good actually much better for everybody else than for like me because everybody else makes like forward moving progress in their life and i don't <laughs> so that's just good for you guys for sure we save a yeah. lot of money this way too yeah. <laughs> yeah i bet yeah speaking of which i just remembered i actually started uh witcher 2 on pc i picked it up oh, on cool. steam sale for like 10 bucks so Witcher 3 came out. I thought, yeah, I think my old PC can handle this. That's uh, my next game after Arkham Knight. I'm going back and playing Witcher 2 in preparation I, for 3. I highly recommend it. Witcher 2, it's been yeah. fun. I'm, I'm not as far into it as I would like to. Probably maybe right 20%. But I think I got it for free on, on Games with Gold a couple months ago. On oh, 360. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's fun. It's a lot right of fun, on. actually. Give me, you know, I, I've i sort of missed all of the Witcher games. Uh, give me your, like, your, your, your five-sentence synopsis of Witcher. Like, wh- like what is it? Oh, my God. That's oh, hard. <laughs> uh, it's a third person over the shoulder, uses magic, uses melee attack, uh, story-driven, lots of dialogue. Um, at least the Witcher 2, I'm set in, like, a, a foresty area, and I'm kind of tasked with a bunch of... Is yeah. it more RPG-ish or more it, action-ish? It's, oh man, um, it's RPG in the fact that it, you can definitely upgrade your character a lot. Mm-hmm. And you have different like uh, upgrade trees and a lot of things to do there. Um, Let me ask you a question. When, you, when you're attacking an enemy and you visually see your sword going through the enemy, is it a definite hit or is there a dice roll in the background deciding whether or not you actually hit <laughs> <Right>. them? <laughs> it's, it's not a dice roll. These okay. games are not a dice roll, okay. but they're... So the battle there's is a more, weird yeah. timing to the combat in these games. Yeah, there's timing, okay. um, and there, you can mess with 
actual time slow down and, and throw bombs or whatever. Like so, yeah, it's not like a Final Fantasy timing okay. or a Final Fantasy dice roll stuff. Okay, uh, it's definitely like action packed fighting. Yeah, it's it's which makes it pretty hard on PC. I thought it'd be easier on PC because like you, you wads and you know, mouse and a lot quicker, but. Every damn key. There's like 35 keys, <laughs> and I have to jump all over the keyboard in order to like do what I want to do. So it wasn't as easy as I thought. I started and I'd like I don't know, five beers in at like midnight, and I downloaded it, and I was like, "This that tutorial like the wrong time to play this." <laughs> I was game. like, "This tutorial is blowing my mind. I'm stopping for tonight. I'll pick it up tomorrow." So yeah, uh, but it, once I picked it up, it's it's a lot of fun. Cool. All right, uh, John. How about you? What have you been playing? Um, lots this week, but all short stuff. Um, I've pretty much blown through almost everything i i picked up with the nindy bundle on my 3ds i finished last week i had talked about i'd finished mighty switch force i purchased and played through mighty switch force 2 which is slightly different than the first one it's kind of odd um still really charming really like fun cool little platformer um i finished the first gunman clive i can see why goat likes it so much yeah yeah it's just got a really cool art style it's really short though i mean it's like maybe like an hour and a half oh wow yeah um and then uh, let's see. I finished uh, Steam World Dig, which I think a few weeks back, um, I don't remember who it was we had on here that was talking. It might have been Joe Muller actually mm. um, was talking about Steam World Dig, if I recall correctly. And you and I were both like, "Doesn't sound that interesting." Moving on, and uh, I played through it because I had it, and it's really good. It was really good. It was like a five-hour game, really charming. Kind of like I don't even know how to describe it to you. You start at the surface level. It's got this like steampunk robot aesthetic. And you have a pickaxe. You start with just a pickaxe, and you have to tunnel your way down into the earth. And you kind of uncover this little mystery. And there's like almost these Metroid-style upgrades you get for it, um, for the character as you kind of dig into the earth. That improves, you know, the, the quality of your pickaxe and the drill. Your drill gets stronger, and you can okay. drill, and you pick up other minerals. And I don't know, it's just uh, you get all these different abilities. It was really cool and really fun. I would have paid money for that one had I not gotten it for free. Cool. Um, I played, uh, I finished Arkham, uh, Arkham, uh, Knight. Knight? God, there's so many fucking Arkham games now my brain goes all, like, <laughs> crazy. Uh, I finished Arkham Knight. I got the first little chunk of the, um, Nightfall Protocol. I have not done the one where after you get all the Riddler Challenge stuff. I'm gonna work on it slowly, but it's gonna be a while. Uh, I enjoyed it. It's great. Nothing I could say about it this week. We didn't talk about the last couple weeks. Um, my complaints were few. Very few. Yep. Um, and then, um, how many times, if ever, did your game lock up on you? Cause that was the old, that was once, the, once okay. I had it lock up on me one time. And it was when I was going to one of the areas where you find the little like street bombs and you have to mm-hmm. attach the winch to it and then start the that little mini game. Yep. I, I found one, I was driving up to it and it was loading that area as I got in that like split second load that it does occasionally. Yep. And then it just never recovered from that. Yeah, mine froze up on me a couple times. Always seemed to be during when it had to unexpectedly like load because yeah. like that game has like no load times yeah. unless you move very quickly across the city and it just yep. can't keep up with you. Yep, yep. And um, so okay, yeah, cool. Um, then let's see what else did I play? Um, I've been playing because Megan bought this for me with my 3DS. I've been playing um, Batman uh, Arkham Origins Blackgate. Oh yeah, how is which that? Which is it's good. Um, it the level design is a little bit. Um, iffy to me uh, like everything looks kind of drab but uh, and it's kind of hard they don't really make it clear where you need to be going sometimes mm-hmm. and so you kind of wander for a bit but it, it plays like a sort of like two and a half D like Metroid 
type game. Metroidvania, you know, as yeah, I say. Yeah, Metroidvania <laughs> yeah. type game. It, it, but it's a neat concept. They poured cool. enough of the familiarity from the visual style and like the combat and everything from it that you would feel at home playing it, you know. Is the story in it? Is it a throwaway or does it like fit into the universe? It fits into the universe, okay. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, and then um, <clears throat> lastly, I, I played for 15 minutes. Um, it was during that uh, Xbox Live sale they did a couple weeks back. Um, Assassin's Creed uh, China, the hmm. one that was in, in, in China. Uh, really cool. Same thing, like a Metroidvania-style game. I've heard not good things about that one. Actually, it's not bad. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. I mean, it works. It's not an Assassin's Creed game the way you want it to be, but it works. Yeah. Cool. It, it seems to fit in. You know, and it ties into the old games. Ezio is in it to a degree, so it's kind of neat. But... Uh, that was the laundry fucking list of games I played this week. Okay. Uh, on my side of things, um, I've, uh, I've, I'm working on the, um, I'm working on more of Arkham Knight. Um, I, so, so those of you, this really isn't a spoiler, but after you've, after you beat the main story of the game, um, there's, uh, there's, you know, basically it's, um, there's situations have come to the point where you, Batman basically says, he's, I'm going to finish everything that there is to do in the city. And so there's something that they call the nightfall protocol. Uh, maybe, I don't know if that's a reference to the comics or not. It is okay. a big reference. Yeah. Okay. But, um, but, uh, so it's basically, it's, it's going through and hundred percent in the game is, is essentially what it comes down to. And so I'm, I, I'm still not sure I'm going to do all the Riddler trophies just because there's so freaking many there's of them. so many. However, I've, I have more than I thought. I have more than a, uh, I have like a third of them, which is more than I expected. It's about. I thought I, I had right so too. at like 245 and wow. so yeah wow. um, I have not had the patience to come anywhere close yeah. to it with the, with the, the later Arkham games though the upside to the Riddler trophies is that they're it's not like in Arkham Asylum where you just have to find the trophies in hidden places Arkham City Arkham Origins to a degree and Arkham Knight they're like little puzzles you have to solve to get the trophies so they're they're it's more than just pick up this. Yeah, that's true. You have to time extender. Yeah, you got to hit you know the three I mean? things in, in order. Yeah, and that kind yeah, of stuff. yeah, yeah. You, you have to kind of think about it a little. I keep forgetting Arkham Origins exists. I, <laughs> you and most I know of the gaming mostly, population I know a lot of wanted to, yeah. but I, I keep talking, thinking, talking about it as a trilogy. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to dive into that one. Before. It, it plays like an expansion to Arkham, City. right? Yeah. yeah. Um, so, but, um, it, it looks like on the progress bar, I don't need to 100 percent it to actually see the Nightfall Protocol. Like mm. what what that is, it looks like I can do, like there's like 13 like on the wheel of like all like the, the different missions and everything i think there's like 13 of them and you only have to do like 11 of them to to see that maybe i'm wrong on that but no, there's you like, have there's to like do all of them because i've okay. done i've 100 percented all of them except for riddler okay. and they give you a like basically they show you the beginning of it and then oh. they stop it and fade out and then they say if you want to see the rest of it you got to get the fucking riddler trophies. so i haven't seen the beginning part of it yet so yeah so um okay well yeah, we'll have to see because um, then I also I'm playing the um, I think it's called the Matter of Family, the Batgirl expansion. Yeah, I haven't played it. Yet. Um, it's 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 cool. Um, it's um, so the, the the premise of this is that um, I know I think we talked about it last week when um, that that it was coming. Uh, I think maybe we, we touched on it, but so the, the premise is that um, there's an oil rig that you can actually see off in the background of, of the when you're on the main game map mm-hmm. um, that um, an oil baron built an amusement park on for his daughter, and then it was abandoned, of course, and of, of course Joker like moved into there, and so you know the, the expansion is a prequel to everything else um of course this is before batgirl became oracle very minor spoiler um but uh and so you're playing as batgirl and robin in this and it's cool it's 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 a small open world but it's still like you know you can still kind of do things in the order you want and kind of explore and everything there's a couple easter eggs in there are you familiar with like the one big big easter egg that's in there uh, no, I, I haven't heard. I very know very little about it. Other than okay, my very, very, very minor comics related, like not really related to the game. Just sort of just a just a spoiler of an Easter egg. Um, for some reason, Starro is in a tank 
on this oil rig and you can like get Bizarre. in there and you can find and you can find him. Um, yeah, which is uh, as everybody knows, of course, it's the starfish that would attach spores of itself onto the the heads of enemies and mind control them. It's a space starfish. <laughs> yeah, <basically. laughs> of course it is. Because you know DC. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that's, that's random, but, um, yeah, so, so there's that. Um, and then, so I also got caught up on both Game of Thrones and Tales of the Borderlands. Right um, I, my comments to those are, are unchanged. I'm enjoying both. Uh, I'm still enjoying Tales of the Borderlands more, um, just because back more effort is being put into that. Um, <clears throat> it's clear to me, but, um, and then, um, I have gone back to Ori and the Blind Forest. And, oh, um, finally, yeah. finally been yeah. able to, to dust yourself off and get back to it. Huh? <laughs> yes, I've um, I, I've put my anger about the whole situation behind me, and um, I've, uh, <laughs> oh, that one. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> it, it, there is a bit of infamy on the show with that one, I think. Yeah. Um, thank goodness the bug that caused it to uh, you know lose your progress in your saves has been fixed, and so I've been working back through that. Um, and I've I've re rediscovered my love for the game. Um, it's beautiful, it's gorgeous, um, so much fun to play. Um, again, it's a um, you know it's a Metroidvania quote unquote style game, and just so that you have to discover the map as you go around, side scrolling action, it's just absolutely beautiful. Um, the music, fantastic. I mean, if you haven't checked out this game, I can I can now unreservedly uh, you know recommend it. Um, it's uh, absolutely worth every penny. Um, and uh, so yeah, I think I'm about 60, 60, 60 odd percent of the way through that. And then uh, randomly, um, Michelle uh, and I have, um, we, we, we have played it previously on the Wii U, but we are now replaying Rayman Legends on the Xbox One. Um, but we, you know, we loved it when we played through it on the Wii U, and um, we were looking for something to play today, and uh, we, we, we were trying to decide between the various Lego games that we've started and just haven't gone back to. And then I was like, oh yeah, and then this was the free Xbox Live Gold game like a couple months ago, like we could play Rayman and Legends again if you want. And she was like, we're doing that right now! And she, was, <laughs> she was so excited. And so, um, so yeah, we, we played through like the first two worlds of that. Um, uh, um, everybody in the room got to watch us um, fail miserably at a level today. That was fun. <laughs> it was synchronized death. <laughs> yeah, it, was, uh, it, was. it was very entertaining. It was choreographed. It was great. <laughs> um, for anybody that's that's at all curious about the difference between the consoles. Um, so uh, just to just rewind a lot, the, this game was originally only supposed to come out on the Wii U and with the intention of having that touchscreen control. And then Microsoft and Sony got pissed and said, no, they want this game on our platform too. And so, of course, then they delayed it for the Wii U while they worked on the ports of the other platforms. And so it was supposed to come out in March or whatever year it was and end up coming out on in Thanksgiving with the other two releases, which infuriated me But because um, I was looking forward to it so much. But, you know, whatever. Um, so we played on the Wii U first, and I can absolutely say that um, that is the proper and superior way to play this game. Um, it's it's very clear that it was intended to be played with the, with, uh, with the touch scroll with the touchscreen elements, especially with the little Murphy flying bug character. Um, because the way that they basically hacked the game to work on these other consoles without having to completely like redesign some of these levels is so like, if you're in a level where you would have the Wii U and touchscreen and you have Murphy and you basically trace like a pattern on the screen, like to like cut a path through something, for example, um, so, you know, when you're playing it on, on the Wii U, you can basically do it however you want. You can, you know, trace your path however you want as long as it gets through. Like, you know, there's any way that you can find to do it, you can do it. Um, the way that they do it on the Xbox One and the other consoles, I presume, is um, that uh, Murphy will fly in a pattern. Like, just like in a circle around this area. And then you just have to press the B button when you want him to cut over whatever he's on top of. And so it's... Um, what What we've discovered is that 
the way that they want us to beat these levels is not the way that we had beaten the levels before. And so, especially when it comes into the levels that have Murphy in them, it's a completely different game for us, which is kind of cool, but at the same time kind of frustrating because it's, I won't, I won't say it's harder in that it's more challenging. I'll say it's harder in that it's more annoying <laughs> and just in the way that it controls. Um, but, uh, but nonetheless, um, you know, if, if you've seen the current gen, you know, Rayman Origins and Legends game, I mean, it's just as beautiful. It's absolutely worth playing. If you have it sitting on your hard drive from picking up for free when it was the free Xbox Live Gold game, I mean, play it because it's beautiful. Um, but, uh, but yeah, a whole lot of gaming for me this week, which is uh, unusual and refreshing. Right on. Good times. All right. And now that you know what we did this last week in video gaming, let's see what the industry did this last week in video gaming. All right. Kicking things off this week at number five is Tekken Cross Street Fighter. Pretty far into development, says Harada. Um, so for those of you who uh, don't follow the fighting game community, uh, a few years back, Namco and, uh, you know, Namco Bandai and, uh, oh, and Capcom actually, uh, got together to put, uh, put together a cross of their two biggest, uh, fighting game franchises. And, uh, the idea was, is the Tekken team was going to develop a Tekken style game featuring Street Fighter characters and the Street Fighter, uh, team was going to develop a Street Fighter game featuring Tekken characters. Um, the, the... Street Fighter team has already done that game. They put it out, and it was Street Fighter Cross Tekken. Um, it was not terribly well-received. Uh, people had complaints about balance issues with the game, and I think people who enjoy Tekken felt just kind of confined by the two-dimensional world uh, that, that, that uh, the Street Fighter games are set in. So a lot of people speculated that uh, the Tekken Cross Street Fighter game was not going to happen because sales weren't that great and reviews were mediocre. Um, Apparently, it has not been shelved. Uh, Tekken producer Katsuhiro Harada has assured fans the long-awaited Tekken Cross Street Fighter crossover is coming. He said, The fact of the matter is that we are at a point uh, pretty far into this stage of development, he said uh, would, in an interview that was originally translated by Famitsu. Um, the character lineup has been decided upon since a very long time ago, and we've already finished the polygon models, moves, and systems. Um, Harada is also working on a crossover uh, with Tekken 7, uh, the Tekken 7 engine that they're using to build a, a um, Pokemon fighting game uh, called Pokken Tournament and uh, Morpheus Experience Summer Lesson. Uh, but he said he hasn't been too busy to not work on Street Fighter Cross Tekken, or excuse me, Tekken Cross Street Fighter. Uh, the producer said that Bandai Namco is still thinking about when to release the fighter since both Street Fighter and Tekken are moving into new eras and about to release games coming up. Um, so that's Street Fighter 5 and Tekken 7, respectively. Uh, the game's counterpart, uh, Capcom Street Fighter uh, Cross Tekken, launched back in March 20 2012. So, kind of interesting that this is still happening because usually, if, if you don't hear anything about a game that was announced for years, usually just gone. It's not coming yeah. back. Um, and then I remember during our, our E3 coverage um, a few weeks back uh, when Mr. Brian Lesser, our resident fighting game uh, community expert here, was on the show, just mention of the, the name came out at one point to which he responded, ha! As if it were never going to happen. He's uh, currently at Evo as we're recording, too, participating. We'll be talking to him a little bit about some of that stuff coming up shortly, I think. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, kind of interesting. You don't see very many game studios take risks in merging IPs to begin with, and then uh, when something doesn't sell so well, maybe not such a good idea. Do you guys do you guys think it's a good idea to, to take, you know... Um, you know, uh, different properties from different studios and merge them together. Is there anything particular you would want to play like that either? Hasn't Capcom been doing that for years though? Like Capcom versus SNK and 
Street Fighter, a little Marvel, bit, and, yeah, yeah, a little they've bit. Been, they've been doing that for a little while, so not too out of the ordinary for them. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it fits the fighting game uh, genre yeah. best, just because. Um, I mean, really hardcore fighting game players are going to get mad at me for saying this, but I mean, like, it's there's not a ton of there's not there's not that much you can do in fighting games, like that 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 you know it's it's a fighting game is for the most part a fighting game i mean of course you have different battle systems or whatever but still they're fighting games so being able to mix them up by you know mixing genres and mixing properties and things like that i think is a really good way to um you know just to kind of mix it up a bit with those and just give people more things to play yeah it's definitely a fighting game community you know they call it the fighting game community but it is a community and those people are really tight-knit and it's not the biggest community in gaming for sure but they're very uh rabid you know, uh, and growing, especially based on what you see at Evo coming up. So I think it's good. I'm glad that they're still working on this, and I hope that it comes out soon. You know, maybe after, uh, maybe after Tekken and Street Fighter release coming up, they'll they'll announce something. It would be cool to see it next year, maybe or the year after. Yeah, um, but putting that aside, as far as other other things that I'd like to see mashups of, I mean, like just when appropriate. I mean, I think I think mashups are great. I mean, like just you know being able to you know experience different uh, different I- IPs and different uh, you know characters like out of their element not a context i think is a really cool idea unless it becomes like better alive beach volleyball i mean like, <laughs> <laughs> that's sort of i mean there are bad examples and there are good examples yeah, yeah. So. well but the thing is is doing it on the tech side of it uh namco is known really well known for putting weird little mini games and shit in there you know tech and bowling and stuff yeah. like that so i don't know we'll see if it what happens when it comes out but i, I think it's cool i hope yeah. they, they keep doing stuff like that yeah, the other place my mind really goes to is like the Lego games. I mean, like those are like every property like crossing in with like Lego. I mean, like you know that's the kind of thing I think is really cool. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah, Lego's doing it well. Yeah. I don't know about Hyrule Warriors. Yeah, but, <laughs> but there is an there's a good example. Yeah. Like, you know, it's yeah. Well, Nintendo's always been good about bringing in you know all all the things they own. They cross them over and stuff. And it, 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 it it's a different style when Nintendo does it because it's more cartoonish, but yeah. it's always fun. Yep. Yep. Yeah, but uh, we'll see when it comes down the pipeline. Hopefully something good comes of it when it uh, releases, whenever the fuck it's going to come out. I'm going to go ahead and move on to number four for the week. Palmer Lucky says the Oculus Rift is not becoming a closed platform. Hallelujah. That's right. Thank you. Amen, brother. Uh, Oculus VR founder Palmer Lucky spent a little bit of time doing a Reddit AMA addressing claims that the company is nudging the Oculus Rift towards becoming a closed ecosystem on the PC. Um, This was was an AMA hosted by Gama Sutra. a lot of the complaints were coming from the fact that Oculus' funding of numerous Rift-exclusive games, included, uh, including Insomniac's Edge of Nowhere, that they're not going to give other people on this one platform the opportunity to play on the consoles. Essentially, it's, it's, it seems to be a lot of the console people complaining because mm-hmm. there's this great thing floating around out there. You keep hearing about it, but you, know, you spend all this money on this game system, you're not going to be able to use it for or not use it for what it was intended. Um, but apparently they're not gonna they're not gonna keep it shut down. So Luck, uh, Lucky said that the Rift is a fully open platform and that no approval or licensing is required in order to develop for it. The games Oculus is funding are being co-designed and co-developed by its own internal development teams. He explained, and most of them quote would not even exist if we were not funding them. Uh, he went on to say, making high quality VR content is hard enough to do when targeting a single headset. Trying to support every single headset on the market with our own content is just not a priority for launch. He said. Uh, most companies would have done this as the first-party software development effort, but we decided it would be better to work with existing developers who wanted to get past the bean counters and make sweet VR games. <laughs> Which I, I always like uh, the term bean counters. It gets me, <laughs> it gets me laughing. 
Um, expanding on that point, he said that developing software for multiple types of VR headsets is more of a complex process than most people realize, largely because of the proprietary, proprietary SDKs involved. Uh, because of that, Oculus, Rift, Oculus Rift's store won't carry software developed by other platforms because it will have no way to ensure it will work properly. When the software people purchase through us stops working, they don't care about the reason. They feel like they got screwed, Lucky wrote. We can't build our business on workarounds that we have no insider access into. That's fair. So, question of just uh, time, you think? You know? Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's... Danny, you're shaking your head. Yeah, I don't think it's a question of time. I think he's absolutely on the right. Uh, he's on the mark with it. It, the level of um, depth that they have to get to to make these things run at sixty frames per second or better, make sure the head tracking works, make sure that the game is immersive, make sure that it's not making people sick when they use it. All that stuff takes a lot of um, a lot of people looking at it and making sure like good enough is not good enough. You know yeah, what I mean? Sure, like, sure, you know, sure. you got to make sure people are actually like going, like, are blown away by it. Yeah, in an age when we can barely get, you know, games that are part of the the current console generation running at the appropriate frame rate. Yeah. I guess, I guess. It, <laughs> and when you strap it to your eyes and you start moving around, <laughs> if it drops frames, yeah. that's motion sickness immediately. So, oh yeah, 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 it's a big deal. So to have the level of integration that he's talking about, I think is a very, very vital part uh, point. So for him to be like, nobody from the outside's gonna just submit willy-nilly whatever mm-hmm. and we're going to allow it on there because sure. it's going to create a bad experience for users. Sure, and sure. I, I think he's totally on point. Do you think that that uh, since you've got vastly more hands on time with VR stuff than, than anybody else in this room, do you feel like it would be possible for them to, in, in the time span in which this is developing, make it available for the current generation consoles before the end of their life cycles. You know, the, the five, the three to seven year, you know, life of some of these systems, you know what I mean? I think the horsepower is there on the console side, yeah. uh, which is, which matters a lot because like, if you're talking about the Oculus Rift, they want a very high end PC to run it. So that you don't get those frame rate drops and all that stuff. So I do think the Xbox one or the PlayStation four is, is capable of it, but there's that whole partnership. You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially since PlayStation's doing their own thing now. Xbox is probably the only partnership available. And who knows? You know what I mean? I don't think they're going to let... They're not going to let it be a bolt-on accessory. It would have to be deeply integrated into the system. And at that point, I don't think so. I it really makes sense don't. because if they put something out that doesn't work properly or is half-finished and that reflects on the, the brand... Totally. Then it could totally kill the, the very fragile momentum that vr is building you yeah. know right now yeah. i mean chris you, you haven't played any vr stuff i have not played any what, what VR do you stuff. what's your take are you have an uh, interest in I'm, this i'm just wondering how it connects to porn you <laughs> and everybody <laughs> else man i mean i know how the vr stuff connects to porn i'm specifically wondering in this topic how you know when you mentioned vr that's the the, the first thing that seems to come to my mind every it, time. it comes up <laughs> just, like, just because danny's descriptions of it have been so succulent it's a thing <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's a thing that i may or may not have Investigated. Even, I believe we even got Danny's wife's description of how the <laughs> <laughs> there, there was a moment in the Android group where we were discussing it, and everybody was just like, "So, so, so, so how's the how's the porn?" And then and then Jenna came in, and it was, and there were like ten more comments, and then it was like, "Okay, so so Jenna, how, how's the porn?" <laughs> <laughs> so without without being graphic, we'll just we'll just we'll give it a numbered scale from one to ten. One being bad, and ten being good. How's the porn, Danny? I honestly, it's a it's about a three right wow. now. It's pretty bad. Um, and I'll, ex- I'll explain it as PC as I can. 
the way that it's filmed. I can't and, touch the boobies. <laughs> the, the way that it's filmed and the way that you have a, a, a scope of vision in this thing. In order to get the whole scene, you're moving your head constantly. Like something's happening over here, you move your whole body left. And then something's happening down there, you're moving your whole body down. It's your whole head down. Sorry. Um, but like, it's just. It's, Freudian slip, man. <laughs> Fuck you. It's a visual that's in my head right now. It's just, it's so not enjoyable to sit there and, and it's just not the right medium, I don't think. Yeah, I don't know. Have yeah. you seen, we'll there, see. are, there are YouTube videos of people watching porn. Like you're you're seeing them. They got the headset yeah, on. Yeah. There. Have you have you seen any of that? It's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Their reactions to it. It's, yeah, it's humorous. Just, and, then, and then and then they like it's so they're both men and women. Presumably everybody there is heterosexual, and so they're watching. Um, they're all watching the sort of male porn. So you know you're, you're the guy, and then they they're like as the video progresses, you see all the women are like, well, c- can we switch roles? And so they do, and then you see their reactions, and like just instantly, like like some dudes coming at them, and they're like, "No, no, 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 no! I want to be the guy again! I want to be the guy again! Get that thing out of my face!" Oh my god, dude! <laughs> Woo! So yeah, um, <laughs> that was a very graceful recovery, that's Danny. A, it's a thing, and uh, yeah, but uh, I'm trying to come Jeez. back. No, no, man, it's cool. The people I'm trying to bring to know. it back. Uh, I, you know, I, to, I don't know if we want to belabor the uh, VR porn topic any further, but have you guys heard about the free VR goggles thing that's been popping up two the days last ago, couple yesterday? days? No. The um, I, I, I have um, I, I found it on Android Police, but there's a yeah. the website is freevrgoggles.com, and you it's go and you sign up. Glass, for, I assume. Or a cardboard, um, rather. It's cardboard, yeah. Cardboard. And, and when you, you sign up for it, now there's like a, a wait list, so they tell you that, you know, we, we burned through 10,000 as soon as it went viral, wow. and now you're on a list. But it should they give you like a time frame, and, you know, they say it'll be shipping in a few weeks. But um, the interesting thing is the the website, freevrgoggles.com, is actually owned by a website. I'll say what the website is. Click it at your own risk, but uh, the website's badoinkvr.com. And uh, <laughs> as I'm, I, I have not visited it myself, but I, as I'm reading the I article, have. I totally I, have. Check it out. <laughs> when the article on Android Police is funny because it says it's sponsored by badoinkvr.com, and the hyperlink has been tastefully omitted because it is gloriously not safe for work. So <laughs> that's how they describe it. Um, so that's it. The, the, there's nothing like the goggles are branded freevrgoggles.com. There's nothing pornish yeah. about it, but it is that is clearly where it is coming right from. So uh, interesting little take on it there. It is the Google Cardboard, and the the pictures of it look like the uh, version one that doesn't fit the bigger phones. It says in the in the FAQ that it fits screen sizes up to 5.7 inches. But uh, so yeah, and it, yeah, it, I think that, it's that one. That's that's the way it is. So if you want to yeah. get some free porn goggles. <laughs> porn goggles specifically. But you said they're branded like it's hey, got like there's the a, on there's the a URL to buy right now. Goggles. What's printed on them is freevrgoggles.com. It's oh, like okay. printed right across. Right on. Very cool. Is it though? <laughs> I, yeah, I mean maybe. This isn't going to make I it. Guess I guess we're going to find out. No, don't scrap this. This is gold. Um all right, in in, in the best interest of preserving the integrity of the show. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to press on to number three this week. We went through that whole thing without a dick train reference. No, you know what? I, I was tempted when you were talking about the, you know, the 3D uh, 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 the dong. Coming uh, at you. At you, coming at yeah. you. Yeah. Uh, coming but, at you like but, a out of control locomotive. 
<laughs> choo choo. It's been too long since we've had a dick train joke, so I'm glad we could work something. Has it though? I'm, I'm glad we could work a little something in there. Um, moving on to number three before we embarrass ourselves any further. Uh, negative reception for Devil's Third is due to poor player skill, claims Tobinobu Itagaki. Um, for anybody who doesn't know, Itagaki is a gentleman responsible, most popularly uh, responsible for uh, the Ninja Gaiden series. Um, he's also done Dead or Alive and a multitude of other projects, but those are the things that people seem to know him for best. Not to mention he has a sort of quirky and oftentimes very um, brash personality. Uh, so Devil's Third was in the press a lot recently uh, when it came first came rumors that Nintendo of America had declined to publish the game, followed by reports that the, that the firm had quickly made a U-turn due to the reaction of fans. Then came the previews based on the final European code. Um, one of the, uh, the the people from the article that was originally published here for this is Nintendo Life. One of the gentlemen who played the game based on that code was quoted as saying, We don't feel like a modern-day badass Dolph Lundgren when playing Devil's Third. It doesn't draw us in. We feel like an irritated gamer who realizes they could, they could do something more productive with their time. <laughs> That's scathing. Uh, more recently, creator Tomonobu Itagaki claimed that the only way to play the title was with the Pro Controller, and he's just taken to Facebook to post another Pearl of Wisdom. According to the man who rebooted Ninja Gaiden and oversaw Dead or Alive series, the downbeat nature of the previews published so far is directly connected to the skill or lack thereof of the people writing them. Not the terrible outdated game design, atrocious frame rate, PS2 level visuals, visuals, or dull, uninspiring boss battles, but the fact that professional journalists who have played thousands of games <laughs> previously simply aren't good enough to match Devil's Third. This is a direct quote from him in regard to the matter. It's brief, straight to the point, it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> Guys, at last I was able to understand about the reactions. Devil's Third is the game which reflects the player's skill directly, vividly. This is truth. That's it. <laughs> you suck at the game. Y'all aren't good enough for my game. That's it, man. This guy does not poke his head out of the bushes very often, but when he does, he always says some wild shit like that. He's got this um, almost like rock star personality when it comes to his, uh, his treatment of stuff like this. And his games are pretty widely known for being hard. Like the Ninja Gaiden reboots, those were hard games. Not as hard as the original games, but those are hard-ass games. Especially if you finish them on higher difficulty levels. Um, you think, do you think uh, video gaming needs more, more brash personalities like this, if not just to laugh at? Um, or do you, do you think that uh, maybe there's some merit to it? Maybe he made a good game and people just don't understand. How about more? <laughs> I, th- I, th- I, think, I think we might have the right balance right now because more and it just might ma- start to make look uh, gamers and developers look bad. Um, it's not very flattering, is it? No, 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 it is not. Um, we, we were talking about this before air and it's a, you've seen this kind of reaction in pretty much all media. It's like, my album's not bad. You just don't know how to listen to music. <laughs> or my movie's not horrible. You just have bad taste. It's like, yeah, well, okay. Well, then I suppose I have bad fucking taste. <laughs> Is he saying that it's are the cries that it's too hard or that it's just kind of a bad game? Um, the the well, j- journalists and and, and uh, you know uh, review outlets are saying that it's just a bad game. Okay, um, that it's not necessarily difficulty level. I'm sure that probably plays into it, but I mean the laundry list was there: bad design, mm. bad controls, PS2 era graphics. Nice. Um, 
So it sounds to me like he just he had a dud, man. You know, not everything he puts out is is golden, but he's a pretty well respected uh, guy in gaming. So sounds like it was just a swing and a miss, you know. And he yeah. seems a little butthurt about sounds it. Sounds like so. a little Howard Hughes syndrome going on. Maybe, yeah, yeah. maybe <laughs> the Howard Hughes of the video game world, <laughs> like the wimpiest sounding thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, best of luck on your next attempt, Mister Itagaki. And we're sorry we're not good enough. Yeah, I. You know what? I feel the the unfortunate thing is is I'm the 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 sort of stupid man that now I feel compelled to play this to see just how <laughs> bad it is, um, or to see if I can rise to the challenge and maybe 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 they're wrong. What maybe if, I'm the chosen one, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> what if you love it? What does that mean? I think it means I have terrible fucking taste. That's <laughs> right. what I think what it means. You have to get really <laughs> introspective on this. Yeah, I'm. I'm pretty sure if I like this game, I'm gonna have to quit this show. I, I'm not. I'm not allowed to. to now I'm worried. So now, please don't play the game. Please, I hear. <laughs> Pandora's box, man. All right, moving on to number two this week. Um, Evolution 2015 uh, fighting game tournament. I mentioned uh, Mr. Brian Lesser is there this weekend uh, participating. Um, Wearing a gamerhead, wearing shirt. a gamerhead radio T-shirt, which is was very well. Hopefully done. not every single day. We did not pay him to do that. We just and you only gave him one. So that's it. We there, just gave yeah, him one. There, there could be laundry issues. Yep, that's good. Could. It's all right, man. You gotta you gotta sweat it in, and you gotta wear the musk of battle when you go into battle. That's what it is. How close are you to your opponents when you're doing this? Is, you're is, sitting does, right next to him. So like the stink factor. Like your elbows are almost here. touching, dude. <laughs> this, you can smell their fear. I, this could work. This could that's be a tactic. Yeah. Well, um, Evo, which is usually only a high-profile event for fighting game enthusiasts, uh, got a little bit of notoriety this weekend when Jamie Lee Curtis attended, uh, dressed in secret, which seems to start to become a thing with celebrities at conventions lately. Um, She was dressed as Vega from Street Fighter, you know, had the mask on and the whole deal. And some people, I guess there was a rumbling that she might have been there, but she confirmed it after she attended by posting a picture on Twitter of the entire thing. Um... She said that she was there with uh, with her family because her son has graduated college, and uh, she went with him and took him there as a graduation gift. So it was her and her son who was dressed as DJ from Street Fighter, which is weird because DJ is DJ is really black, uh, and this kid is just not though. And then um, this kid is really white. Yeah, he's pretty white. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis white at least, and then um, her husband Christopher Guest, who uh, has directed a million really awesome whimsical movies like Best in Show, and he was uh, he was the uh, uh, six fingered man in uh, Princess Bride. Oh right, right, and so uh, you know everybody knows that guy's. He was dressed as Doctor Boskanovich from Tekken, which is hilarious because it's like the shittiest character in the game, maybe arguably. Um, but uh, yeah, they went and attended. It was kind of a cool thing. You're starting to see celebrities pop up and do this. Um, we were talking about it a little bit before the show just this last week. You know, there was a little bit of that um, Adam, uh, yeah, Adam Savage. Adam Savage sort of made yeah. it famous, the whole go- secret character and yep. then don't tell yep. people who you are until the thing's over. And uh, this week at, or last week at Comic-Con, he mm-hmm. had uh, Alton Brown, my, my personal geek hero, mm-hmm. with him. And, uh, yeah, that was one of those break the internet kind of moments. Yeah, it was. They were, them did their reveal. <laughs> they were dressed up as the, uh, the albino twins from The Matrix. And um, oh, nice! Yeah, with the yeah. braids and the whole deal. And then there uh, was a selfie posted of, uh, of of Alton Brown and Adam Savage with um, Firefly. Um, name totally Nathan, Nathan Fillion. Fillion. Oh, oh nice. that's Three awesome! Of them in, in a selfie together, like on stage. That's rad, event. man! I think that. that was like, yeah, man, that, that that's that's as good as it gets for. Uh, <laughs> I think it's cool when they do stuff like that. I remember, yeah. it was, I think it was Comic Con the year prior. Didn't they have Brian Cranston did it? 
where he went out on the floor yeah. wearing his a own eerily face. creepy mask of himself as yeah. Walter White and didn't take it off all day until he went to his panel and popped it off and sat it down and everybody went wild. That's got to be one of the best things I've ever seen. No, it's great, <laughs> man. Oh, him walking around ago, with his own face. A couple years ago, Adam Savage did it and he had a camera. So you, they, there was some video out there where they right. put it up where you'd see... You know, and people didn't know who he was, so he was just totally anonymous. Typically, he's like like as a stormtrooper, like completely like like covered. So yeah, you, like, yeah, you can't recognize him at all. Um, I didn't realize he was like the the Matrix twins this time. That's that's cool. I haven't and seen it's funny too because you know, but he still had his little like shitty goatee and everything. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, and he's you know he's decidedly kind of a doughy dude. So he was like the polar opposite of them, where they're like really tall yeah. and like like uh, lean, and he was just like oh, fuck it, goatee. <laughs> okay, I got the braids. Leave me alone, right? <laughs> That's pretty cool, man. I, I hope more people do this. I think this is a really neat thing, you know. Nice. And like the last person you'd expect to pop up at a fighting game tournament was uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. To be clear, she did not compete. She just showed up with her son, who was there to attend. So it's pretty cool, man. Yeah, it, it doesn't at all surprise me that uh, that celebrities are gravitating towards doing this because it's a way to be anonymous. I mean, for them, that's a rarity, and so um, it uh, it doesn't surprise me really. More of this, please. I think it's cool. Yep. All right, moving on to number one this week. Jade Raymond is working on Amy Hennig's Star Wars game. Some of you are cheering, and the other people might need an explanation. But uh, after I, I spell this out for you, you'll probably feel pretty good about what's coming down the pipeline for this. Former Assassin's Creed producer Jade Raymond is starting an EA studio, and its very first project is collaborating with Uncharted director Amy Hennig and Visceral on their new Star Wars game. Um, Jade Raymond produced the first two Assassin's Creed games, um, along with their uh, creator Patrice really 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 good games those first two like you know one of those rare examples where a game franchise starts up comes out does something completely fresh surprised a lot of people and then they took it and really genuinely improved upon it in the second game in every way um after she left and after patrice left it's been kind of a rocky road uh which we've talked about a lot on this show what what, what was the separation there when when did they leave when did they like what was the first game that they were not involved with um I believe that uh, the original creator, uh, Patrice, he was on until the completion of the third game, if I recall correctly. Um, Or it might have been until the end of the sort of Ezio. Yeah, it might have been the end where Revelations was, and then that was it for him, if I recall correctly. But Jade Raymond only did the first two, and she's widely regarded as a really good producer for games who who does participate in a lot of high-profile projects that innovate things. So it was kind of a big deal. Um, So... uh, a pretty pretty big uh, pretty big deal for her because she voluntarily left Ubisoft at that time she had her own studio at Ubisoft she was the head of a uh, large portion of Ubisoft at that portion of time when she left so uh, Motive Studios is going to be the creative driven team uh, incubating entirely new IPs and taking on some amazing projects according to a letter from Raymond on the new Montreal based developers homepage uh, she does have her own website for anybody who wants to check it out and keep up with what she does She's also going to oversee Visceral's operations in Redwood Shores, California, separate from her duties at Motive. She said, I'm a huge fan of the games they have come, that have come out of Visceral, and I feel honored. She's, she's, she's Canadian, too, so she spelled honored with a U, <laughs> which, makes me, which makes me excited. Uh, I feel honored to be, <laughs> to be working with such a talented team led by studio GM Scott Probst. I've also known Amy for years and have admired her work on the Uncharted games. I'm thrilled that the first big project that we will work on together in Montreal will have Amy as creative director. An opportunity to work with her and the Visceral team and to play in Star Wars, the Star Wars universe is a once-in-a-lifetime once stuff. Haney, uh, Amy Hennig responded as well with a tweet uh, by saying, I've known and admired Jade for many years. This will be our first opportunity to work together. Great things ahead. Um, 
just to give you a little bit more background into uh, Jade Raymond, before she left uh, Ubisoft back in October, she spent a decade seeing some of its most successful projects to completion, including Assassin's Creed, Assassin's Creed 2, and Watch Dogs. This new gig isn't much of a breather, uh, considering she's now building a new studio and overseeing Visceral and helping out with Star Wars Game. And oh, did I mention Motive's collaborating with Mass Effect's Andromeda developer, or Mass Effect Andromeda developer, BioWare Montreal. That's awesome. Wow. Um, for those of you who aren't as familiar with Amy Hennig's work, uh, she did, uh, Jade Raymond mentioned that uh, she was involved with the Uncharted series pretty heavily. She wrote those games, so if you mm-hmm. enjoyed those. Um, but for, for people who go back a, a little bit farther, Amy Hennig uh, was responsible for writing the, uh, starting with um, Soul Reaver, the Legacy of Kane games, through, uh, through Legacy of Kane Defiance. So if you enjoyed that whole arc, that was her doing as well. And I think those games are brilliant and sadly, tragically forgotten. Yep, um, I agree with that. But uh, yeah, the, the woman's a really talented writer. And those two people working together may be one of those like rare dream team type things in, in video gaming that needs to happen soon. So what you're saying is that this new Star Wars game will have block puzzles. It, it might possibly have some block puzzles. It might very well. I, I, I definitely enjoyed the, um, the the Legacy of Kane games, but my God, so many block puzzles. So many block puzzles. <laughs> that was at a time when pushing a block around was a big fucking deal. That's true. That's back true. in my day. That's true. You know, but uh, speaking of uh, of being an old gamer, back in my day, um, you know, we've we've got a we've got a feature this week that caters a little bit different to gamers and people raising children. Crazy talk. All right, so I'm the uh, I'm the odd man out this week, so I guess I'll be just basically moderating. But um, this week we <laughs> we we wanted to kind of talk about um, what it's like to be a parent who either is a gamer or is raising gamers or both. Um, so of course, John, you uh, you know you're you're at the very 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 not really even having started this whole thing. That's right. With uh, with with your with your son, I represent um, the the fledgling uh, gamer father. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How old is uh, is uh, Luca now? Luca is uh, a week shy of being nine months old. Okay, yeah. so 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 no gaming just yet. No, okay. <laughs> he does he does have a fascination with the controller already, but I think that's just any sort of remote or anything. Well, really, sure. anything with fucking buttons on it. Anything you can put in his mouth. Yes, yes. pretty much. <laughs> he, he. But when I'm playing, I'll sit him next to me while I'm playing, and I'll give him uh, an old GameCube controller to play with. And he'll he'll as long as he has something to fiddle with when I'm playing, then he won't try to snatch my controller out of my hand every two seconds. And um, yeah, I was just gonna say you're probably getting to that stage. I mean, you probably remember that too. You give give them the remote without batteries in it, so they yep. feel like they're yep. doing something, so you can get yep. some gaming time in. Hey, we're <laughs> just now getting there. My brother-in-law cut an Xbox original controller cable off and gave it to my son. He was like, "This is a gift for your <laughs> That's son." That's what so I was gonna alone. do, but then I, I like I keep and collect all my gaming related stuff, and I was like, I had the scissors over the cable, and my hand started shaking, and I couldn't do it. I was like, "Nope, can't do it." Here we're gonna we're gonna zip tie this and just tie it off, and you know, and he couldn't get to it. But give him an old Wavebird or whatever the the first one. There you go. The, there you go. That's yeah. right. That's right. I just took the batteries out of the Wiimote, yeah. so I could just oh, I could, then I play Mario Kart and be like, "Yeah, hey, you're that one." <laughs> 
I mean, so Chris, uh, on your end, you have um, how old is Addison? Addison is seven. She'll be yeah, seven now, eight in October. Okay, and, so uh, seven-year-old so, daughter, and yeah. um, how, and how, you've gamed with her. I have like, a fair amount. I have. Um, you I, talked I, about I, it on the I, show. Yeah, a few weeks back. You, you complained about her. She was uh, the evil little Bowser girl in uh, <laughs> <laughs> in Mario Party Ten. Yeah, um, yes, absolutely. And um, and then Danny, you have a, a squadron of sons. I have a brood of boys. <laughs> yeah. Um, I got three. The oldest is seven as well. He just turned seven in May. Uh, the middle one is three and a half, and the youngest one's like almost two, almost two. So, so on their side of things, how many of them do you think would were they able to or you know to process or whatever to identify themselves as gamers? The you know seven-year-old I mean? definitely. Okay, yeah, he's hardcore. Yeah, he's he's picking things up pretty quick. Okay. Um, the three-year-old is good with an iPad and okay. actually is good with Wii U. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, he like played, with the, the touchscreen. Yeah, with okay. the touchscreen and the the the. Oh man, what, what game came with it? Like the Mario or there's so a the Zelda Wii, game. The Wii where Land, you like one of the Wii World games. Or the Wii World it's ones. Yeah. Uh, Nintendo Land. Nintendo Land. That's yeah, that's it, that's it. There's a there's a Zelda one where you like either the arrow or the sword guy, and mm-hmm. they both play together. Okay. So he's definitely picked up the Wii controllers uh, pretty well. So he's getting there. Okay. Uh, he's surprised the hell out of me. He played Nin- or, uh, Super Mario 3D World, right? And he had the little arcade Wii U controller, like basically a PlayStation or an Xbox style controller. And he was going all over. He was beating levels. And I'm like, dude, you're you're three. Wow. <laughs> like you just learned potty training six months, <laughs> eight months ago. And now you're beating Nintendo Look, levels. Man, that's, that's, that should be the priority. You should be able to play games before you can wipe your ass. Right? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, and then the, the one and a half year old, he, uh, he likes my phone and my tablet. And, sure. You know, gotcha. He grabs for stuff. Like, That's the other thing. There. My son is constantly trying to take, like, we're not, like, M- Megan and I are not phones glued to the face all the time, people. Doesn't matter. If we pick him up, he could be on the other side of the room playing with his toys, and he'll just drop what he's doing and see us on the phone, and then all of a sudden you see him, like, rage crawling over there to <laughs> fucking take whatever you got in your hand. We have to hide our phones from him. Yeah, it gets worse. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I'm already. I'm. I'm certain. You know. But I. It. You know. Even for somebody like myself, who, I've got. I've got a, a child that is not old enough to understand the concept of of what I play. But even still, I'm kind of careful to not play anything like gory or violent yeah, in front of him. You know what I mean? Just the sounds even. You know, yeah, like yeah. Yeah. You know, Mortal Kombat. I won't play in front of him. Grand Theft Auto. I typically don't play in front of him unless I'm doing something non-violent, which is pretty rare in that game. <laughs> yeah. Um, just racist. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but. But it has, even now, just being a father of less than a year, it has sort of changed my perspective on games that were not on my radar. I had talked last week about how I was kind of down on Nintendo for a long time. Um, And then when I found out we were having a child, I I don't... The two don't necessarily aren't related, but they kind of coincide my rediscovery of Nintendo and reappreciation for them. Um but I find myself wanting to be up on everything Nintendo right now because as my son gets older, I know that that's primarily what he will be playing to start. I have to imagine that when you find out you're going to be a parent, it like instantly rewires your brain and it just really changes does. the way that you think oh, about yeah. things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it might just it might just been that like it's it just you know it, it might have been like a cause and effect kind of thing where you know it's uh, you know it just it cha- it immediately changes the way that you oh, think no, about and yeah. perceive everything no no you and go through this mental rolodex yeah. of cards and you yeah. go can't do that anymore and yeah. you rip it out and throw it and rip it out and throw it <laughs> there's a slew of shit i used to do before i had a child i wouldn't i, I just won't ever do again you know yeah. but um 
it, it's it's interesting, you know. Like, I'm curious to see what kind of kid my 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 kid grows up to be as far yeah. as a gamer, but um, I, I imagine I, I, nothing was censored for me as a child. I grew up in a household with a man who worked in special effects makeup, so I watched him pop his eyeball out of his fucking head, and <laughs> I grew up watching. You know, I was a little kid, five years old, watching Aliens, and like you know, what I mean, like I just nothing was censored. I watched Goodfellas when I was a little kid. I don't know, um, but. I'm going to approach it differently with my son, I think. Not because, uh, obviously, I'm not a hatchet-wielding murderer. So things <laughs> as far as we okay. know. Anyway. As far, yeah, as far as we know. <laughs> um, but I, I'm going to, I think, approach it a little differently with him and, and try to keep it light, a little lighter for him than it was for me. Mostly because as I got older, being exposed to everything that was in video gaming that was... So there weren't really ratings when we were kids. You know, no really. rating system. No. It was just, yeah. you know... It didn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> Custer's yeah. Revenge would not be if there was a rating system. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? But I, I, it, I found that being exposed to all of the, the violent stuff in gaming and all the, it, it kind of jaded me in my early 20s where I was just like, eh, I've seen it. It's old fucking hat. You know, it took a lot of the enjoyment out of things later for me. Sure. As a build up to it. So I'm going to try well, and. As you grow up through gaming, I think you sort of forget that there's a market. Like the Nintendo market is out there. And that's what it was. People, we're all similar age here. And we, you know, we, we all kind of grew up, we, video games grew up with us. Mm-hmm. You know, we started when we were, when we were really young, it was still like basically Atari. Nintendo yeah. came out. I mean, we, they, uh, the gaming basically didn't exist as, you know, yeah. when we were, when we were really young. And we, so we literally have, have, we're the generation that spawned that whole thing. We and were so, the play testers that forged the future of what it would be. <laughs> yeah, so we grew up with that. And as things got more developed and, and, and more violent, but just because we're, you know, the storylines developed into things, you know, same kind of things you want to see in movies and, and that kind of entertainment. And then, you know, you hit your thirties and that that's all behind you. You know, yeah, you don't watch yeah. cartoons anymore. You don't play Nintendo games anymore. Uh, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Some of us still watch cartoons. I still watch an obscene <laughs> amount of cartoons. You don't have I'm a not kid gonna yet. You'll get sick of them eventually. I think, yes. Maybe. There, there will be a time. <laughs> no, I just make Megan watch the cartoons. I hate with him. Uh, she watches. Ah, those. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, he sits down and watches like Batman, the animated series with me. And, you <laughs> nice. know, you know, stuff I actually want to watch. Yeah. Right? So, Chris, how much would you say Addison would identify as a gamer, so to speak? You know, she loves to play, but she gets bored quickly. Okay. Um, She's a very active kid. So, like today, we sat down and she wanted to play Harry Potter. We played for a while. And then, you know, we got into it. And then she's like, I want to go outside. And, you know, one thing that yeah, pretty much every parent will agree, you never want to not let your kid go outside. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, as we talk about gaming, that, that's, you know, that's always an issue that, that, we are, that we're all going to have to deal with as our, as our kids grow up is mm. the, the sedentary love style, the screen time, that, that kind yeah, of stuff yeah, is yeah. a big deal. So, you know, we, we, we have to think about that. So, and that's, that's kind of where she is. She, she likes to play video games, but she likes to ride her bike more. And so I'm never going to say, hey, sit down and play this game with me. No, I'm not going to go for a bike ride with you. Right, you know, sure. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. And so, so we, we play a lot more video games in the winter. And, you know, and sometimes okay. it's like when there's a rainy Sunday, I'm actually like looking forward. You know, I see the weather come up like, oh, man, it's going to be raining all day Sunday. I'm looking forward to that because we're going to watch a movie and play video games together. <laughs> nice, <laughs> and, nice. And otherwise, we definitely get a lot more screen time in the winter than we do, which is why, sure. I, you know, I played today for the first time in over a month because it's just, you know, it's too nice to, to be inside yeah. too much. Yeah. Yeah. Danny, do you find the, do you, do you uh, your experience is kind of echoed what Chris just said, basically? Yes and no. Um, having three boys, especially two of them that are very young, I can't 
always go out with them and right. just do willy-nilly whatever because it involves a lot more of thought and, and packing and making sure everyone it's going to be an activity that everybody can do or whatever so we stay home uh, probably a little bit more than he does and I uh, to that extent whenever he's like I want to go to the park I'm like yes let's let's go do that or let's go do whatever absolutely correct um, but we, we we spend some time gaming he spends a lot of time uh, I would say mobile gaming uh, tablet stuff okay yeah it's not always console with him and uh, tablet games, little tiny, you know, like cheapo games or whatever. He loves them. And he kind of bounces around between that and Netflix and Hulu. So he's kind of all over the place whenever I give him a tablet. He just does whatever he wants. Okay. I would imagine that, that especially since you've got a range of ages, that they're, they're, they've each got different challenges to deal with when you were presenting them with options for gaming. Absolutely. Though. And that's one of the harder things. Like, and that's why I was so excited when the three-year-old was playing Nintendo. I was like, Cool. You two can do this. Like, I don't have to be <laughs> yeah. dedicating my attention to the video game with you because there's two other little people that need my attention. Yeah. I can't, you know, and that was one of the hardest things. My son wants to play with it. And I'm like, I can't just play a video game with you. I got to be watching out for everybody in the house right now. So, you know, when nap time comes for the little ones, yeah, cool. Let's play a game. You know, let's spend an hour or two. But it's not always. So it's a little tough. I got to find that, you know, that balance of what's best for everybody. You kind of mentioned to us when we were recording uh, the, the, the virtual reality episode that you were on with us a few months back, you mentioned off the air that uh, you also had an additional challenge where where the Gear VR headset was concerned in in making sure that you had to monitor your oldest boy's time carefully on that in the instances in which you would let him use it because you didn't want him to get too yeah too, too wrapped up in it. Which I, I'm a grown ass fucking man, and I would like. <laughs> I wouldn't come out of that thing for days if I didn't. Right. If it didn't make me go cross-eyed. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. And he, there. I mean, if he sees it, he wants it. And it's it's one of those things where like that's um, that's the special, that's the specialist sure. thing he can do. And he loves it, and I, and I use that not necessarily as a tool, but I use it to say you know to keep it special because I don't want to see him set you know two hours sure. in that helmet. Um, I don't know what it is. I don't. I really don't know what it is. But there's part of me that just goes that that's not the best that's, way that's for smart, a seven-year-old to be using his time. Um, I'd much rather see him do a million things. At no. least playing a game in your living room, you can open the blinds and get some sun in there. But when you're <laughs> under a VR headset, there ain't, ain't no sunshine, man. Yeah, it, it's great for experience. It's great for uh, you know that immersion, and that's really, it's really fun and jaw-dropping stuff. But uh, to let a seven-year-old just get lost in there, no. Especially because yeah. I can't see what he's doing. Yeah, like, yeah, like, that's you, true. Like, I would think that would be a big part of it. I, I don't yeah. know what's happening on there. Like, I oh, I guarantee games. you, they're going to be some some video out cables onto TVs in those households. Is Definitely. what's going to start happening there, to, yeah, there to monitor has to what be. your kids are watching on there. Yeah, because like there's that Dread Halls game that's a horror game. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I don't really want him spending too much time in there. Sure. I really don't. I'd rather him play another you know kitty game. But um, yeah, that's part of it. But this is kind of a unique thing too, because well before this has hit the market for public consumption or. Whether it takes another year for VR to take hold or, or beyond, we're getting a glimpse into an issue. I guarantee you we're going to hear about when it does become a household or common thing, if it does, which is, you know, how much should kids be using it? What are they looking at on there? And what are the solutions to policing that? And, you know, so it's kind of interesting to hear you talk about policing your son and, and sort of the, the with, with no guidelines, you know, to, to speak of prior to owning it, you kind of have to monitor that yourself. It's kind of interesting to, to hear. Yeah, it's a gut emotion at this. I mean, there's the warning on the thing that says, like, don't spend more than 30 minutes in it because you, you fall down or something. But, like, <laughs> I think 30 minutes is okay. You know, that's enough for me. Yeah. I don't I don't think it's a hard 30 minutes, a hard line for 30 minutes. But, like, yeah, you don't really want to spend 
all day in it. Yeah. Like, you know, mm-hmm. it's just not that kind of thing. It's more for the experience, not for... Sure, sure. Yeah. As time goes on, so let, let's say that all of your kids, um, you know, end up wanting to be, you know, end up being gamers, I guess, later. Um, let, and let's also say that the way that things are now in terms of, like, how the ESRB rating system is, and just, you know, let's say it's a similar situation. Um, where do you guys stand as far as, like, if something is rated M, like, for example, like, let's say they're, like, 15, and they want to play, like, the new, like, Call of Duty or, uh, or Grand Theft Auto or something like that with, like, a, a rated M game. How do you guys... How do you guys feel about approaching that situation? Like, it's easy to say, no, they can't play it or, or whatever. But I mean, you know, their, their friends are going to have it. And, the, you know, you know there's going to be situations you have control of. Like, how do you guys see yourselves approaching that situation? Should it come up? I, I have a pretty well thought out approach to this because I, um, I also wasn't really... I, I could do anything. I watched Clockwork Orange when I was like twelve. You know, a lar- I, largely a product of the age we grew up. Yeah, in, that's I think true. We're all, you know? yeah. yeah. So yeah. like, I don't really intend to um, to police things based off an ESRB rating. Okay. Um, I, I'll give you a prime example. I let my son, who's seven years old, play Left 4 Dead. I don't have. I really have no problem sure. with it whatsoever. Um, I let him play a couple other games that parents might go like, "Yeah, it's a little sketchy." Um, let's say South Park. I, I would not let him be in the room. When I was watching, when I was playing that, <laughs> sure. and that's kind of a no-brainer, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and um, what's the other one? Uh, Grand Theft Auto. Mm-hmm. There were times when I let him, you know, see me kind of tinker around, pick up a car, and, and shoot some dudes, and that was fine with me. But there was a lot of the story-driven dialogue that I was really uncomfortable with him seeing. So it's it's not the ESRB rating; it's the context of the game because I have no problem with him playing a COD game, not because of the stuff he'll get from it. Like obviously, it's a, a brainless game, sure, and I don't sure. want him spending five hours in a row playing that game either. But sure, the context of the game is going to matter way more. So in that regards, it may take a little bit of me investigating the game before I buy it and say like it has this in it. Maybe I'll play the game ahead of time. Or obviously, I'm kind of in the know, so I'll know about the game before it comes out. Sure. But it won't be a hard line like, oh, it's you know, MA, so you can't have it as a 12-year-old. Like, It's not going to go down like See, that. My sister was hardcore about the ESRB ratings, yeah. and so she would come to me anytime she was going to buy a game for one of her three kids, who are pretty much adults now. And she would come to me and say, yeah, what do you think of this, though? You know, Brandon really wants this, and I don't know if I want to get it for him. And you know, I was like, fucking Smash Brothers, just buy it for him. It's not... Like, right. you know, I mean, other than cartoons punching each other in the face, which he probably sees every day when he gets home from school, right. um, you know, really, it's it's fine. And she was like, are you sure? Are you sure? Are you sure? And she would really, and I kind of tried to explain it to her the best way I could explain probably the, the ESRB rating system to anybody who's not sure about uh, whether they're properly policing their game purchases for their children is this. Think about the... The movie, the the MPA rating system for movies. Yeah, you, you could draw that analogy. There's so many. Like, we we were just talking about this before the show. Right. Ant Man. They say shit numerous times in Ant Man, and there were a couple parents. I mean, at the movie theater that I was at, complaining that they they took their little kids to see Ant Man because it's a Marvel movie, and they said shit like four times. And there were some other like innuendos and stuff. Really, that didn't bother. I was like, "Oh, I guess they did say shit." I didn't think about it, but I guess for little kids, some people might be sensitive about that. Maybe a PG thirteen movie. Maybe most people. I mean, there are movies that might rate that an R, depending on the movie. But the Marvel movie, they gave it a PG thirteen. You know, uh, to that you know, extent, Beetlejuice the movie mm-hmm. PG. 
Oh yeah, that movie's <laughs> fucking terrifying. He it says, wouldn't be PG today. He, I don't no, think. No, he says nice fucking model and grabs his crotch <laughs> and honks yeah, yeah, yeah. it. <laughs> no, yeah, that's a but PG. That's, that's my point. Is rating systems are a soft, a soft cap for you to make judgments and decisions based on, like Danny said, context. But the, you can there's like Bioshock Infinite, widely considered a kind of colorful game. It's a little little creepy sometimes, a little bit violent sometimes. But there's like some strong racial things in there, and you know. Um, um, Maybe even like uh, just uh, there's a lot of overtones in that game that might make you think that it it should be a heavier rating than it is, and it's not, you know. So it just depends on what it is you're looking for with your kids. Have you ever run into any instances with with Addison where you didn't, you know? Yeah, you know there are a few things. Um, in fact, today she, you know the the screen was up and she was looking through and she says, "What's The Walking Dead?" And I said, "It's a zombie game." And she she sort of likes the idea of zombies, yeah. but I also know that she would be afraid of zombies. Like yeah. I, I've never let her watch you know The Walking Dead or any zombie movies or anything mm. like that. But um, other plants, she likes Plants vs Zombies. You know? Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, <laughs> but but you know, so she saw that. So it's. It, it, like I said, it's, it's like movies. It's it's case by case for me sure. anyway. Um, you know, a little bit. I, I don't want the the super violent stuff, but you know, she's she has been in you know sort of in the room, but completely uninterested when I've been playing Arkham City. But um, even that, I I haven't. If, if she's going to be in the room, I don't play it. It's been like you know she wanders in and I'm in the middle of something, and I know what I'm doing isn't anything horrible, and yeah. so it's, you know I, I I don't worry too much about it. But I do tend to not play that or anything you know i definitely never played walking dead when she was around um but it's, it's just like a movie you know there are movies that are rated pg-13 all of the marvel movies i pre-watched at least the first three or four and then i'm like okay they're all if, if the first five were okay the sixth one's gonna be okay too right, you know right. but uh I, you know I, those are there are all things that i pre-watched before i let her watch them but the, those are you know it's it's violent but it's cartoon violent but there's no there's really almost no sexual innuendo or anything else in that that, that i worry too much it's story driven you know yeah the cartoon yeah. violence you know you, you don't want them exposed to it all day long but it's you're it's more the you know like grand theft auto it's it's the themes that are there that you're trying to, to keep yeah. it from at least for me anyway a lot of the language it seems like too is something like mm-hmm. like grand theft auto like pretty much anytime franklin <laughs> and his buddy are on screen talking to each other trevor like, for god's sake well yeah, yeah and yeah. see that's the thing is like i don't mind language i don't yeah. i don't really censor myself around my kids like i curse like a sailor i really do but the the things trevor said it wasn't just the f word like it was, the it was pictures. the intent behind yeah. them. <laughs> There's the pictures he painted with his words. Yeah. I did yeah. not want my son hearing those things said. That's more the issue. It's the theme of what he's saying, not Absolutely. the actual words. Yeah, yeah, like f this, and I'm so upset. I'm cursing is not that big a deal, but to to graphically describe things and and to paint that picture to a seven year old, yeah, that's too much. So yeah, I'm kind of um, with you on that. And I differ from uh, Chris on the the violence part of it, like The Walking Dead. My son in seven, he loves The Walking Dead. My wife watches it with him. He's not afraid of it. He doesn't really mind the gore. That's cool. My three-year-old, not a chance. He's going to have nightmares. Sure, sure. But and that's what it is. It's, it's knowing your kid. It knowing I your, know absolutely. that it would freak her the fuck out. 100%. And so I'm, just, I'm not going to let her watch it for that reason. But if I knew yeah. she could handle it, yeah. Closest whatever. point of reference I have for that is my, my nieces and nephew that I mentioned. Um, my nephew Brandon just graduated high school, and he's about to head off to college. But when he was younger, um, you know, his mother would come to me and ask me all the time, he wants to see Dark Knight. Is that... You know, I heard Two Face has got a burned up face. Is it is it going to scare him? And you know, he had he had it worked up in his mind that it was going to be scary, but he really wanted to go see it. So he went with us, and I uh, went and saw. It. He was like twelve or thirteen, and he, the scene passes, and he was just like, "That was it. 
you know? <laughs> but there were other things, like when he was really little, Darth Maul scared the shit out of him. <laughs> oh, my God, he couldn't handle it. So, I mean, I guess it just depends. My brother and I, when we were little, used to watch Nightmare on Elm Street movies. But, again, I were, I lived in a house with a guy who did, like, latex makeup. Yeah. He would do the, the Freddy Krueger makeup on us to show us what it was and paint it up and say, just so you understand, this is real, this isn't real, you know? And as far like, language, there's a time and a place. This is where it is okay. This is where it is not. Yeah. But never okay for you at this age. Do you know as what I mean? say, like, not as I do. Yeah, like you know, the you set the, the standards and guidelines, you know? And my, my parents did a really good job of that. Both of them still have foul mouths, you know? <laughs> yeah. uh, so, I mean, you know, I, I, I can understand what you mean. And everybody reacts differently. I remember when Jurassic Park came out, I had friends that were, like, deathly afraid of that movie. The dinosaurs and everything just scared the bejesus out of them. <laughs> and I was like, that was the best roller coaster oh, ride man, ever. I loved it. Loved yeah, it. and like some of my friends that are my age are like, you was super scary. What are you talking about? I had to close my eyes all the time. Like, to be fair, I was actually I genuinely terrified of the aliens from Alien and Aliens. But well, you were I, it supposed was, to but be. it was like it was like yeah. how they're horrifying. <laughs> right? But it was deer in the headlights. It was like I couldn't look away and and those are still some of my favorite movies of all time. But they're I still right fear and respect where that alien comes where, out. Sh- oh, man, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's horrifying. Yeah, that was supposed that's a horror movie in space. So that was kind of yeah, supposed yeah. to be horror, but yeah. I don't know. Every kid's different. Everybody, well, yeah. you just gotta kind of treat it as such. The Jurassic Park thing came up with your wife when the new movie came out. She she posted on Facebook about like you know we're gonna. I think I'm gonna take my seven year old to see Jurassic World, and I'm like you know my seven year old has never seen the original Jurassic Park. Maybe it's the time. And like everybody who was our age was posting like yeah I watched it. It scared the shit out of me. Yeah, I watched it. Didn't bother me at all. Yeah. You know, where all just the depends on the person. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. The um you know my dad is like. Probably it could be probably a patron saint if he wanted to be, um, and so you know I I wasn't you know, I kind of like the opposite experience from you guys on a lot of this stuff, but um, at the same time he respected me and he understood me, and I remember one conversation we had with him. I think I was about fifteen or sixteen when the movie Seven, you know, David Fincher Seven came out. Oh, Damn, round of applause. Yeah, that movie. That's yeah. a fine movie. And I I really wanted to see it. I don't remember why. I just I, I knew I really wanted to see it. And my dad's like, yeah, but there's they, they curse so much and there's all this like bad stuff. And I remember I remember saying to him, it's like, well, yeah, but that doesn't like that doesn't matter. Like that, you know, that does, that's not important to the movie. That's just like those are just because, words, Dad. Yeah, pr- pretty much. It's <laughs> like that. You know, that's not why I want to watch it. I want to watch it because it's, it's supposed to be a really good movie. And then he was like, oh, and what's and, in the box? Well, yeah. <laughs> what's in the it's box? a dick in a box. <laughs> What but, movie was that? <laughs> <laughs> We're watching different movies. Um, but I remember that sort of being like a like a turning point for him, and as is how how he like looked at me, like being exposed to that kind of media. It's like at some point, it seems like you just kind of know like when your kid is ready for like you know the next thing or whatever. So yeah. it seems like the same kind of thing. Um, it was always my dad that would that would advocate for gaming and stuff like that because he played with us. I, I my dad, I was old enough to remember distinctly. Um, I guess is sort of a, a juxtaposition of this this feature. My father raised me playing games. I, I played Atari Twenty Six Hundred and NES and so on and so on. But my dad was always sitting there next to me playing it. Or my dad was one of these like he'd get pissed off at a section he couldn't finish in Contra or something. And he'd be like, "Here, do it, boy." <laughs> and then I would do it, and then I'd hand it back to him, and he'd like, or he'd have to like pry it out of my hands at that point. But Everything I played, he he was always there with me, playing with me all the way up until even just a couple of years ago, where he just kind of uh, I think I think control schemes have become too prohibitive for him uh, as as consoles have advanced. But you know, so I I was raised in that sort of way where they closely monitored what I played and did, and this was without rating systems, and you just had to use your judgment uh, in that sort of frontiersy way that you're doing with the VR systems now. You know, so 
Do you, do you guys think that the do you think that something like the ESRB is a good enough um, like a guide, a good enough guide and tool to help you with with your children, or do you think that there there should be more or less of that policing? I, I take it so lightly yeah. that I, it doesn't bother me that it exists. It mm-hmm. doesn't bother me what they put on it. If they say it's a mature game and I can't decipher that from the picture on the box or the name of the game, I guess that helps me paint a picture. Like Conker's Bad of, Fur Day. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, why the hell is this NC-17? What is this animal? You know. Yeah. So like, I guess it helps to an extent, but I'm... It's not going to be anything relatively that really indifferent about it. Weighs on my decision. Yeah, it'll just give yeah. me an idea what the game is at first. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm happy that it exists. Like it's it's a, it's out there, and some people that's their only means of of knowing what their kids should should play. So it's good for them. For those of us that are going to go a little deeper into it, um, it's a good baseline. You know, if it's rated MA, I know I probably don't want to let my seven year old play it right now, but I'm still gonna know what it is and figure yeah. out what it's about so um yeah it, it, it's fine that it exists, that's a good point it's still gonna be i'm gonna base it on reading online or talking to people who have played it because mm-hmm. we're all either gamers or adjacent to it or or close to it enough to it that we understand a lot of what it is but i mean i worked very briefly um at satan's asshole which is GameStop. yes yeah. <laughs> and uh look i look danny knew he <laughs> I, I almost uh, finished your sentence for you there you go <laughs> i i i worked there briefly and during that time you'd be surprised how many parents came in there and they just no idea yeah you know? I mean, it I mean, needs to exist for that yeah reason. yeah and that's probably why it exists but you'd be surprised how many <laughs> crushed kids walked out of there and looked me in the eye and they're like why aren't you telling her that this actually isn't that bad <laughs> you know i know you know dude <laughs> You're too old to be working here. Charlie and I kind of went through this. With, we have younger cousins who were mm-hmm. both big gamers. And mm-hmm. it was the same thing. Like their Christmas list would have all the games they wanted. And then their mom would be like, you know, you, you guys know what, yeah. what, you know how mature they are. You know what they can handle. You kind of, you know, she kind of let it up to, left it up to us to use our judgment to what yep. we thought was appropriate for them. But, you know, I think now it's so easy to find, you know, a, a quick Google search. You can find a whole synopsis of a game. That didn't exist ten years ago, so it was it was a little harder to actually know what what the game was really going to be about than it is now. Yep. Now I can tell you what the most powerful parenting tactic in gaming that was ever utilized on me as a kid was. It it got me to move faster than anything that my parents could possibly ask me to do. I was one of those kids that like ten more minutes, ten more minutes, ten more minutes, and I didn't ever want to stop playing. And I'd always try to find ways and excuses to keep playing. And my mother has a fuse about the the length of an ingrown hair, and so <laughs> she she would she would lose her patience with me very quickly. And I will never forget playing uh, Super Mario Brothers three uh, on the NES and being in the seventh world. Which, if you recall, the seventh world is a fucking nightmare, yeah. fucking nightmare. <laughs> and trying to explain to my mom, who didn't really, she would play with me occasionally, but she didn't really understand. I can't just stop here because if i stop i've lost everything and i don't want to leave the console on overnight you know um and i would try to reasonably explain this to her but if if the kids ever don't listen all you have to do to end that argument is pull the wall board out of the wall yeah <laughs> which One is time, what my mother did <laughs> numerous times my 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 father he um you know it, Bless his heart, but uh, he drove uh, <laughs> me crazy because what he actually did, his solution for this particular problem would be to, um, he, he drilled a hole in the wall 
behind where the TV was and fed all the extension, all the power cords into the next room, which then he put a lock on and put a timer on it. Nice. God damn. <laughs> and so at like 10 o'clock or whatever it was, every single night, like, snap, it just clicked off until, and- until I, without telling him, of course, cut the power cord, spliced a new one in, and plugged oh it back in. I was to say, you're listening to the origins of, of the Technotronicorn. This is where he learned it, and this is where he adapted and grew out of it. This is Charlie's first hack. Fucking superhero origin story right here on the show, man. It's good stuff. Uh, I got one more question for you guys. Um, so... The ESRB, ESRB rating is is good for like you know the obvious stuff like violence and language and sexual content and things like that. But um, <clears throat> one of the questions I have so this is more for you, Chris, for because you have a daughter. But also, I'm curious to know what you guys say too about having sons. It, it might have a sim- similar conversations. But one of the things that unfortunately still exists in all forms of media, but you know, video gaming included, is the um, over-sexualization and objectification of women and female characters and things like that. And um, as much as uh, I would love that to be reduced and, and or go away, um, I don't think it's going to. So again, presuming that things stay the same at some point later, um, how do you see yourself r- dealing with the particular situation in case like Addison were to ask like, you know, why is, you know, I, I don't know, like anything from why is that girl wearing that or, or dear God, I, I, please don't, I don't react negatively to this, but let's say she wants to cosplay as one of these characters right, or something right. like that. Like, I don't know. Just how do you, how do you foresee yourself dealing with that kind of situation? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. It's, I hadn't thought that far oh, ahead. I've, I've thought that I thought about it, but I don't know the answer. Um, I, you know, you, you it's a broader parenting thing. You know, you, you raise your kids in a way that, you know, having a daughter, you, you, you raise her to respect, learn to respect their body and, and that, you know, this is, this, this, there's just certain things that are the way they are and that's it. But, you know, we've been talking about Arkham tonight, the Arkham city where Catwoman comes into play. It's a fairly, you know, low cut costume. And I, when that, when, when I was started playing that game a few months ago and um, I, I think my, my wife was home and around and I went into the first time where you start playing as Catwoman and I'm like, Hey, look, you can play as Catwoman. And she, my wife immediately goes, Oh, Eddie'd probably like that. And I said, look at the screen. And I turned her facing the screen. And she goes, don't let Eddie see that. <laughs> it's just that. Like, you, you, don't, you don't have to show your tits to be a video game character. Sure, like, sure. That, and and you, you kind of wish that you, they would do that. And Poison Ivy, um, Harley. Like the, the, uh, the, Poison Ivy in the new game is, uh, yeah, Charlie's pulling it up right now. For, That's Poison yeah, Ivy. Uh, Poison Ivy is basically, it's, you know what, it's a comparison to like when you see the pictures from a party at the Playboy Mansion and they're just body painted. Like she's not wearing clothes. She's this is her pants. in Arkham Knight. Yeah, it's, it's just like for for no reason. Like whatsoever. you can make out the bumps on the areola. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's like for no reason whatsoever. She's just not wearing pants. Yeah, like, yeah, right. like yeah, yeah, And I, I know Poison Ivy has never been particularly clad, but no, I mean, that, like, that's part of the character. I mean, we, back to the movie. Who was it? L. McPherson? Uh, no, it was uh, uh, Uma Thurman. Uma Thurman, Uma Thurman, Thurman right? dude. Poison Ivy was perfectly well represented in Batman the Animated Series. She had a little bit of sex appeal. Same problem. Look, Harley, same thing. When she first started, enough cutesy sex appeal that it wasn't offensive or over the top, and it's just gotten out of hand. But I would imagine it's a much much rockier landscape to raise a girl gamer than a guy gamer because it's... Whether it's games or movies or music, I mean, you know, watch a Katy Perry video, you know? Um, my, My daughter loves Taylor Swift, and as much as I hate 
pretty much all forms of pop music. I'm like, yeah, that's the one to, to be decidedly to more wholesome compared to everybody else. <laughs> but, yeah, for you sure. Know, and it, it's, it's just something, you know, it, it goes well beyond gaming. It's just something you, you deal with as a parent that kids are going to be exposed to this. And like girls are going to want to dress like the, the older girls that they idolize. And that's, that's just the way it's going to be. And it's just up to you to teach them to, you know, that they had you, you, you first of all you shouldn't have to teach them that well you can't dress that way because that's guys are going to look at you this way because yeah. fuck you guys you know just fuck that but you have to teach them yeah, that yeah. about respecting your body and that that's you know to, uh, for my my parenting philosophy that's really what that comes down to i'm sure a lot of it too ends up being the sort of like just because you see that person doing that thing doesn't mean that it's the right thing to do or that you should do that as well you know like my son and when he gets older i'm i can't even as gnarly as shit's getting out there in the world, um, I I can't f- even fathom what he's going to see as he gets older. But I mean, I grew up in, a, in an age where, if you look at the, if you look at the art on the side of the Killer Instinct Two arcade cabinets, orchids like you know you her minge is hanging out, dude. Like her her, her beef is hanging out there. It's not good, you know. But it didn't. I didn't think about it that way. I just thought of her as a, it was a badass ninja or any of the other scantily clad women of the, the 80s and 90s. Like, that shit was so fucking... It was worse then than it is now. And people just didn't get worked up about it. Not that they shouldn't be careful with how it's presented, but I guess where my son is concerned, um, as he gets older, I just intend to make sure he understands that this this is all fantasy. People don't actually wear these things or do dress this way and... This is something that somebody drew out of their brain and, you know, don't don't dress like that and don't treat women that way and don't, you know. That's but it a, never bothered me as a kid. Well, I you just, guys having you know. boys, I mean, you, you don't have it any easier. If it, In some ways, that, that challenge is harder on you guys. I mean, I, mm. I have to teach my daughter to, you know, when you get into college, you got to stay sober enough that you don't get raped. Yeah. I shouldn't have to teach a girl that no. because you guys have to teach your sons that, hey, don't be fucking dicks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, that the, the, true. the problem is on the male side of this. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. That's absolutely true. That's a very good point. Danny, do you have, have you thought ahead at all about how you're going to deal with that kind of with any with with just t- topics like this as far as your kids? And yeah, I, I have thought about it. Like, we're still a little bit further away, like sure. um Having a girl, you start thinking about that, I think, a little bit earlier. Probably, um, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I, I'm i hoping I will be that role model, and I can just lead by example to an extent. Um, I don't, and I don't want to get political, but I don't, I, I don't identify myself as a feminist, um, but there's definitely universal treat everybody fairly. You know what I mean? Yep. And if someone wants to be hypersexualized and and portray themselves that way, I more power to them they can do that. And if it happens in a video game, you have to be able to decide what's fact and fiction, what's fantasy and what's real, and there's a purpose. And Poison Ivy's a, a great example because she is overtly sexual. It's a it's a part of her bag of tricks. So the the reason why she looks like that is because this is a mature game. This is made for 17, 18-year-old people to play. And she can be that overtly sexual character in that type of setting. The cartoon, toned down. Yeah, because it was for kids. She still has that kind of dominant, uh, you know, and she's got that uh, allure. Yeah. But it's not as hyper-sexualized. Yeah, it's not so on the nose. So in the game, she could be wearing pants. But but the outfit and it is it's not gratuitous. I mean, it is part of what that character is. Yeah, and yeah, she, she could be wearing pants. Or, I mean, she's wearing basically underwear and a 
a men's shirt that's yeah. open <laughs> except for one button. Mm. So I mean, she's very much risque. I mean, there's there's worse out there. There's a lot. There's sure, fully sure. nude scenes and sex scenes and stuff. Right. So you gotta worry about. You, you basically have to be like, not all women are this way, and because they're looking like this, especially in film and media and stuff like that. There's a reason. It's a tool. It, it, it paints the picture. That's not the club girl. You know, I mean, that's a totally different thing. Uh, <laughs> that's a whole other mess. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole... If you see someone that looks like that on the street, uh, yeah. there's a problem with her, you know? <laughs> so don't talk to her. <laughs> Unless there's like, you know, it's a, you know whatever, Comic-Con or something. But like, the point is that like, regular people don't dress up like that every single day. So get used to the fact that you're going to see this in media. But reality and it's is never going to go away. It's, no, I mean, oh, no. regardless of how characters. hot the debate is in yeah. gaming about about how women are treated, are or aren't treated well or proper, both sides, male or female, like my argument, my counter argument to the overly sexualized, half naked, like you know, women in gaming is like the Gears of War dudes. You know what I mean? These big, dumb, beefy, yeah. like it shirtless exists. guys. The only, the only argument against that is like. W- that guy doesn't have anything to worry about, and the girl with no clothes on has something to worry yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. That's true. But yeah. my point is, is that I, I, I guess the point I was trying to make is, is I guess it depends with us having not only various aged children but different sexes with the children. It, it, you have to be able to sift through the shit to teach them the right thing because it's never these things are never going to go away. No, one side or the other is never going to win that argument, and I, I, I think there's always going to be to a degree. Oversexualization of women in gaming and media, oversexualization of men in gaming and media, and there's just going to be a bunch of people uh, passing down, arguing through the generations. It shouldn't be that way, but that's how it's going to be, you know. So you kind of have to know uh, maybe where the where the middle ground is to teach them how to see past the veneer of it, and you know, um, make good decisions. I guess I don't know. Well, you know, we're we're all only half the equation too. We all have wives. You know, all, all, all these <laughs> kids true. have a have these these female role models in their lives that are you know at least equal, if not more so, to, in raising them to, mm-hmm. to ours. So, yep. so there's that. You know, having a girl, having a, a mother who's um you know not just she's an attractive woman, she's uh, got a great career, she's strong. You know, she 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 has all those qualities that I want my daughter to sure. end up with anyway. And you know, so having that that's a big factor in it too. Mm-hmm. You know, when we're we're talking about the sexualization of females in games. And, you know, you guys having boys, you, your wives are going to influence that. You know, that I mean that, that you, that's yeah, making that's sure that's the first woman they see naked. You can cut that if you want. That's not, a, <laughs> not nearly as I, how I wanted it to. But, <laughs> but making sure they um, respect, uh, you know, yeah, exactly. if, if they respect their mom. If, and if you respect their and mom, if I'm respecting they respect their mom. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 100% true. Like, if I'm respecting their mom in front of them, they should have respect for their mom, and that carries on for life. Right. Um, so that kind of stuff is absolutely, you know, that starts at the home. So as long as they respect women at a core, at a core level, um, you can build on that. So, yeah, it's just it's all about... It would be fascinating one day to get our ladies in here to do a follow-up on this discussion. On That's their, true. Their that. perspectives. That I mean, yeah. my daughter, hey, you know, my daughter, has, she has my wife and she has my sister. Great, you know, two great female yeah. role models for her there. So, yeah, that would be awesome. Cool. Now, so the flip side of this, um, the last question before we move on to the mailbag. Um, 
I want to talk about. Um, I want to know what you guys, uh, if 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 you've thought about how to deal with um, if if your kids are ever exposed to bullying, like online. Like let's say that they're playing online and they're being harassed by other gamers, or being called names, or being called like the worst things you've ever heard come out of like people's mouths. <laughs> out of thirteen, often by mouths. people their their own age or younger. <laughs> I, and, I've put some thought into this. Okay. Um, I. I mean, largely when we were kids coming up, there wasn't really. You went to the arcade, and you know, and yeah. that was it. And there, was there wasn't trash really talk, a lot but there of that, wasn't yeah. that, uh, that yeah. anonymity that yeah. brings yeah. out the face worst in people. Trash I, I already know for a fact that that uh, I I won't be letting my son participate in a lot of Xbox Live or PSN type stuff, whatever yeah. forms those things take later, um, until he's older, until he's in his teens. Because honestly, I don't I don't know that little kids are equipped to deal with that kind of stuff, and it really does give them a lot of fucking bad examples i mean yeah uh, my solution in my my early or my mid-teens when internet gaming started to happen and i i got involved in in playing a lot of stuff on the pc my solution to being bullied in a game or being called a racial slur or name or whatever was to just i i didn't even care about the match at that point i would just find the player that did that to me and fucking torture him for the rest of the match <laughs> like i would just kill him over and over or like i would intentionally go out of my way to make his play experience unpleasant so that he would quit the server or in whatever way i could and as much as i could that was my response to it uh which was probably like a reverse form of like counter bullying i don't know but um i never went looking for it but so i don't know i, I it's such a different landscape online yeah. than it was when we were gaming you know with somebody sitting beside you right yep. you know yeah i plan on just keeping I, i've never been into it so i, I have very little yeah. experience with it back when it when that first became a thing like i think it was ps2 um and, and i i did a little bit and it was immediately you know so you get in and it's some little and you could tell that it's a child just drop me. It's a you social to, wasteland. Yeah, <laughs> they're saying things that I would not say. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I'm just like, fuck this. It's just, I, I'm not going to yeah. do it. I, I mean, you know, I used to play a long time ago. I I, I like I play cards, and I would play like spades on Yahoo. Yeah. And that turned into this the most horrible trash talking thing. <laughs> like you, you know, there's four people, and yeah. then there's like a little chat screen, and it got so obnoxious that I I just quit. For that reason, for spades. <laughs> yes. Whenever I play a first-person wow. shooter on Xbox Live, unless I'm playing with a group that I know, yeah, you mute everything. The right? moment that I see microphone <laughs> icons next to their names, mute, 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 because I don't give a fuck what you're saying, because I'm gonna stomp your face in anyways. <laughs> but that's I didn't come here to talk to you. I came here to beat your ass in a competitive game. You know, I love good chatter in an online game, and rarely, sometimes it does happen. But nine out of ten of what happens, even if it's good conversation, it's good conversation for an adult and is rarely suitable for kids. Rarely. Can you play if you're playing like Call of Duty or something? Can you, you can play with like just six of your friends, right? In yeah, your if you're all, yeah, if you're all, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. I, I have I have a neighbor who's like 16 and is always playing those kind of games. <laughs> yeah, and he's I, I whenever I'm over there, you know, he's on his headset. They're always joking around, but it's it's his friends. I didn't yep. think there were any outsiders in that. That you no, you, you can play off. private matches with yeah. your friends. Yep. Yeah. Yep. The um, you know, I, I guess I shouldn't be too surprised about what you're saying about spades. I um, remember when the uh, when that when that little crappy webcam for the 360 originally came out, and it came with like a copy of Uno. Of course, I got one because I, I have I, it I too. Buy everything. And um, Michelle was playing Uno, and she was playing Uno for about 30 seconds before people were asking her to take off her shirt. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like, well, yeah. nope, not going to do that. Quit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's uh, yeah, it's it's unfortunate. Um, uh, so, so uh, Danny, how, how would you, what would you tell your boys if they're playing those games and they start being harassed in that manner? 
Well, I don't. Uh, I don't also play online as far as uh, communication. I play a lot of PC games, and I still don't really talk online. Um, and the PC online it seems to be a little bit more tame. It is. Um, I can't believe how many ten year olds are playing Grand Theft Auto Five online, <laughs> and yeah. they've slept with my mom. So <laughs> like, it's it's astounding how how young these kids are getting online and, and saying what they say. So like I'm really not interested in it. Um, I'm gonna take that same approach with my son, and I'll probably keep him away from it. I guess a a baseline would be if you if you would talk to me that way, you can say it online in my house. Okay, yeah. you can you can goof, you can you know trash talk a little bit, but the things and and what you say and how you say it. It has to be respectable to an Context, extent. man. Yeah, so as far as being bullied, as far as saying things to them, I'm not terribly concerned about it. If it affects them emotionally, we'll readdress the situation then. Um, I definitely don't want to hear them just out, you know, lashing out and saying whatever comes off the top of their head. You know, I'm going to kill you, I'm going to find you, or whatever, your mom. Like, yeah. None of that's going to happen. Uh, the, you know, the, That'll get the power shut off or the Wi-Fi password changed. So yeah. I have a feeling they're going to come out of it the same way we are, where it's like th- those people are out there. And they're gonna be like, man, that's not any fun. I don't it's know not fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's like, thing. like my neighbor kid, he only plays with his friends. He's like, I'm not interested in having some some schmuck I don't know from halfway around the world yeah. calling me names. Like, yeah, I don't need that but, at all. So hopefully that's the and hopefully there's a whole tide that changes with this with the you know as we grow older as the systems become more connected and all that other stuff that maybe it's getting policed more. Maybe there's a code of conduct. I don't know, but yeah, if if they're getting bullied, yeah, we'll just uh, we'll have to address that and say like, well. Either toughen up or let's, uh, you know, what what matters most. Yeah. You know. mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. Um, unless there's anything else you guys want to throw into the ring, I think this has been a really good conversation. Yeah, I'm I'm good, man. I'm just gonna teach my son instead of getting on the internet and screaming at strangers. Hopefully, if I if I have uh, more kids, I'll just do what my brother and I did, which is uh, get mad at each other and then beat each other up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Take it offline. It. Yeah. He's got great role models. That's gonna, that kid's going to know how to rage quit when he's four. Oh, it's going to be great. It's going to be so great. <laughs> Fuck this game, Dad. <laughs> That's how we did it in my day. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thanks, guys. Let's uh, let's move on and see what uh, what the mailbag holds for us this week. All right, so before we get into the mailbag, let's check in with Goat and see how he's faring this week. Hey, boys, it's uh, Goat Remote from Bus Alley. Sorry for the uh, generators again. They're loud, and there's like 60 of them. Uh, so where the fuck are we today? Let's see. Uh, Jersey? We're in fucking Jersey? That's all right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Almdale? Almdale? Fucking not Jersey. Uh, been actually getting gaming done for once in my life. Uh, downloaded the video, a great video game nerd game. It's hard as fuck and actually fun. Uh, great side part. Side scrolling platformer. I can speak, I swear. Uh, been, uh, picked up Lego City Undercover for the DS. Uh, just as good as the original on the Wii U. Uh, quite huge actually for being on a cartridge. Uh, enjoying the shit out of that. Uh, and then I picked up, uh, Ultimate Ness Remix, which is the something. It's, it's weird. It's bits <laughs> and pieces of games and weird challenges and I, I don't know. For some reason, I think John would thoroughly enjoy it. I don't know why. I'm probably wrong, but uh, that seems to be my idea. Uh, other than that, uh, I'm guessing you guys are having a blast. I think we're doing we're doing parents tonight. <laughs> so. Uh, Glad I'm not there for that, as I'm <laughs> a parent and such. 
and I think you're probably recording right now as I'm talking to you, so that's fun. <laughs> so, but uh, I'll get all of you guys next week. Later. Goat, the timing of this topic and uh, coinciding with your absence was not an accident. So <laughs> <laughs> we spared you, man. Yep. Uh, NES Remix, I think it's like that one that's like a bunch of like mini games. But like, that was the tournament game, right? That they used. For, uh, they used it in the tournament. Yes, I believe. Yeah, so. that was yes. what they had to play yes. for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, go. I'm glad you're getting some gaming in, and um, it sounds like uh, well, it sounds like uh, you're 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 doing your thing, and it's uh, it's well, it, it sounds interesting. You know, hurry up and come home, man. I it, I don't yes. feel right playing Grand Theft Auto Online without you here. That's true. Yeah. He said he was in Canada, right? Um, uh, two he, days ago, he's in Jersey now. Yeah, oh. yeah, he was in Canada over the, the weekend. Downgrade. <laughs> yeah. 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 Sorry to our Jersey listeners. <laughs> All right, and so our mailbag question for the week was: uh, We will be joined by two parents raising children that play video games on Sunday. What questions or advice do you have for them? Uh, got a single response on Facebook from Ashley Peterson. Uh, she asked, uh, "How did you and will you go about game ratings in relation to your children's games?" Are there any game genres that you won't let them play, period, and why? And how will you handle bullying both sides should it happen? I know we talked, we, we touched on most of those points during the main conversation, but I don't think we talked about genres specifically no. too much. Right. Um, Easily the horror genre, because the horror and gaming is really intense, and like there's always a build-up to it, or... Like I play Alien Isolation, it's fucking terrifying now. You know, like I, Or Outlast, oh god, I would never let my kid play Outlast. Yeah. Nope. I've never played any horror games, but I'm a horror movie freak, so that's something I need to delve into. You should into. get but in that, man. I, tell you, I, I can't wait for my daughter to be able to watch some you know, Halloween with me. Like, I, <laughs> yeah, I'm looking yeah. forward. It's not going to be for a long time, but I'm really looking forward to that. So, uh, yeah, that, that's definitely a genre we'll avoid for a while, but uh, <laughs> yeah, that might be fun. My son, same age as his daughter, loves horror. Five yep. Nights at Freddy's, The, the Walking Dead, the, the Left 4 Dead stuff. Doesn't really care about horror. Um, I love horror movies, and I've never finished Doom Three because it was so scary. So um, <laughs> I don't know if I'll like prohibit him, but it's definitely one of those things. Like when he's ready, he's ready. Um, as far as genre, other than that, I mean, there's some really, really stupid games on Steam that I just hope he never finds. Yeah, uh, Newgrounds and he bombs world, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Whatever, but, whatever genre of games My Little Pony's in, I don't think I'll let my son play those. <laughs> Awesome. You want them plays awesome games? <laughs> oh, is that the genre? <laughs> <laughs> awesome. That was awesome. Not the. Uh, never mind. Uh, okay, and then uh, we have a pair of emails from Songbird. First of all, she writes in to let us know, um, and wanted to pass this along to you guys because it is a good tip. Um, that uh, apparently certain boxes of Golden Crisp cereal have a code which can take ten dollars off of a twenty-five dollars for Xbox games. Um, from what she's seen, you can use these for pre-orders as well, like Rare Replay and etc. Um, so that's cool. Keep that is outstanding. What was this again? Uh, for Golden Crisp cereal. I don't know what that is. Um, Be all right back. Going to the stove. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, so yeah, definitely, uh, definitely look more into that if you're interested. Uh, th- uh, thanks for the tips, on I'm sure you can get it at Woodman's in North Aurora, Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> so if you live near North Aurora, that's, that, that's excellent. Um, uh, and then so in addition, Songbird writes in and she says, uh, Dear Tectatronic, Ern, Fallon, Flynn, Danny, and Chris, uh, mailbag non... Wait, how did she... 
Did we ever officially announce this? Yeah, yeah I was just episode. wondering that. Oh, oh on the last episode. That's right. That's right. right. We did. Right, right, Preemptively. Right. That, that's true. That's I knew I had to show up because of it. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie obligated Danny to I, show I've up. Actually, I've been looking forward to my first Songbird, song, songbird email. Well, this is, this here's hope she does. I haven't looked at this yet. So so uh, so let, let's see what she says. So um, so first of all, her um, uh, non-answers for the parents. Um, um, has your kid ever rejected a game that you've wanted them to play? Ooh, that's a good one. My um, son's nine months old, so he'll play whatever the hell I <laughs> damn well want him to play. Well, he'll poke at whatever you put in That's front of him. That's true. Well, playing is the right word. But <laughs> you know what? Um, I got Mario Party thinking that it would be like this grand family bonding experience. <laughs> and that that kid just could care less about that game. Yeah. And I, I don't know. Maybe it's because there's... And like one of the things that really bothers me is there's no strategy. It's all random. That's it, it's, yeah. a, it's a board game. Yeah, and yep. it's just up to the you know. It's like it's kind of fun to play the the mini games anymore. But it used to be like I used to really care about stars. Twenty <laughs> yep. year old me playing it on GameCube, it was a serious game, and I was really <laughs> mad at my friends. That game ended friendships. It did, especially yeah. if you're drinking to it. Man, it's terrible. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, like um, but yeah, he just won't. He just won't get into it, and I, I was really sad because I was really. I bought it for his birthday. And I was like, yeah, let's do this thing. Yeah, not so much. Chris, have you run into that at all? Uh, not really. There are things that sometimes she gets tired of playing quicker than I do. And then I'm like, no, we, we, we got to get to a save point, man. <laughs> <laughs> and we, we play Lego games. Like, that's that's most of our gaming, our Lego okay. games. And, yep. you know, what I found is, like, we mentioned we were playing Harry Potter 1 to 4 earlier, which is an, an early Lego game. And the we start. I think our first Lego game was Batman 2. Okay, and you know the the Lego gameplay has really developed, and and you know the way like with with multi character, the way the screen splits and mm-hmm. dynamic ways that that's a really great now, and the, so starting at at a certain level and then regressing a little bit, so I, I think she's more frustrated with the Harry Potter game. You can't like the screen doesn't split as as well as it does in some of the other games, and so I, I notice certain games where she gets bored quicker, and I think that is a lot a lot of it is you know the the gameplay is smoother in some of them now. There's no voice acting. On those ones either. Oh, Batman 2 had great yeah. voice acting. Yeah, it's funny. And the original, the first few were just text-based. And then, yeah. yeah, it's not as fun. Yep. Uh, when gaming against your kid, um, how often do you purposely let them win? Or do you do you, do you just play to play? Uh, when playing against my son, I look at him and then he poops his pants or drools or <laughs> farts or spits on me. And I can't tell whether or not he's doing that as a function of his necessity or whether or not he uh, loathes me. <laughs> uh, or maybe it's a tactic to distract you. That's yeah. true. It might be. It's the same tactic Brian Lester is putting, employing right now with the uh, three-day-old gamer head shirt. <laughs> there you go. That's exactly what You know what? I think you're right. I think Chris is right. I've been duped. I've been duped for months. (laughs) Chris, how often do you let Addison win? Uh, You know, we play mostly cooperative. We we play Lego games. We play, um, uh, yeah, Rayman. Um, So it's it's pretty much cooperative stuff. And uh, so I I, I don't. We don't go against each other. Mario Kart a little bit, Mm -hmm. and um, you you can't really let her win because there's ten other people playing too. So you just got to do your thing. So I, I don't, I can't think of a lot of instances where that has come up where, you know, we haven't played a fighting game where we're duking out or anything like that where I need okay. to let her win. Danny? Um, I don't really let him win on the Mario Party thing when we play it. I just kind of do whatever. The only time I've ever let him win was uh, I have Worms 2 on the tablet and the phone and you can ad hoc play against each other. Okay. And I have so many years of playing Worms 2. I am so damn good at that game. <laughs> so when he's fumbling with the rocket and I'm like launching super sheep at him, uh, I, I I tone it down a little bit 
and make sure he has fun instead of just whomping him. Out of context, that is the weirdest fucking sentence I've ever heard <laughs> in my life. I, I totally wanted to say that. I don't like, play worms. I don't know what this game is. I don't know what the fuck you're talking oh about. Oh my but god, what really? the hell, dude? <laughs> I know what it is. I just never played oh, it. Oh, that's a, that was like my favorite game growing up. It's like uh, Scorched Earth, but with like little funny worms. Oh, right on. Yeah, it's it's badass. Right. I used to play it over like 56k with my neighbor down the street. Oh yeah, I'm pretty I sure we could have taken that sentence and stuck it into the badass elephant story. From <laughs> there you go. And it you could fit it right in there. Right at like, home. Well, yeah. Yep. Throwing fucking sheep, man. Awesome. What, what kind of sheep were they again? They uh, were super sheep. Su- super sheep, right, right. The super mm. sheep don't bounce. They fly like Superman. And you can aim them. Oh, of, of course. Uh, I mean, obviously. Well, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they don't scare me. We've got a super goat. <laughs> um, if your kid were to pitch a game idea, what do you think it would be? I have just dumbfounded everyone in this no, room. No, no, I mean question. the obvious. Yeah, I mean I'm just trying to like fathom in my son's like like barely formed like little baby pea brain. Roll over. What it is Roll that he's over. like? No, I look. Uh, I'm being realistic, and I'm not just saying this because it's the obvious answer. But I'm. I mean, like, I'm pretty sure that my son's entire life revolves around eating so i'm just gonna say like boobies the game that's really kind of it you know i mean and that would get funded in this real world that we live in too (laughs) why not why why are we not funding this i'll fucking let's do it that's i would play that that's a great vr game honestly that's where that's the platform for it yeah, I give it four out of five uh, you know, motorboats. You, you started going in the food direction. I'm like, yeah, okay. And then I, I you know, it, it's been so long that I didn't connect the food boobies oh, thing. Oh no, nope, I got it. Nice. And yeah, okay. Uh, what else? What else would he be interested in? Charlie, um, boobiesthegame.com. Can you look that? Up? <laughs> yeah, I'll, uh, I'll buy that. Let me give you my credit card. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna live Google that right now. Uh, Chris, what kind of Ad- what kind of game would Addison do you think what she would come up with? Boy, it would uh, it would be a trip. Uh, you know like 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 rainbow road (laughs) with with unicorns and my little ponies and a taylor swift soundtrack that that would be my daughter's game i'm on board in my worst (laughs) nightmares yes that would be it danny oh uh his his tastes are all over the place the oldest one at least the the little the middle one i should say the three-year-old probably be like I've invented this awesome game. It's called Iron Man, the game, and that's so amazing. But um, <laughs> the older one, man, it would be something like he loves Mech Warriors right now. So it'd be like Mech Warriors and and what? Five that's Nights at awesome. Freddy's mixed somehow. I don't know. Um, breaking news. Um, it probably won't be available anymore by the time this episode gets posted. But uh, currently, as of this moment... Boobiesthegame.com is available. How <laughs> is that available? That, I'm actually quite shocked that somebody does not own that. It's uh, folly, for sure. You could just buy this and write this off for tax reasons Dude, you for Gamerhead Radio. We can, yeah. we, we can make this a clickbait <laughs> site like in a flash. Yeah. <laughs> uh, more flash. on this later. Um, Danny, so, yeah, so you were saying. Yeah, he, it would be something crazy involving shooting guns and... and uh, big robots. Big robots and <laughs> horror, probably because he likes zombies. There'd be zombies in it. You know, something like that. Something fun and running gun kind of stuff. I would play that game. There's a MechWarrior game for his iPad that I, every time I see him playing, I'm like, damn. Actual MechWarrior or like MechWarrior-ish? <laughs> no, it's MechWarrior-ish. It's not okay. branded MechWarrior, but it's mechs and they, you know, rockets and then you walk around shooting each other and like, it's team-based oh. and stuff. And I oh. was looking at it going like, this reminds me of like the old PC game I spent, you know, oh my God. hours and hours playing. Dude, I was a MechWarrior guy. Oh, oh my God. God. So yeah, there's, there's a lot of fun stuff going on. All right. 
Um, and Songbird asks also, now this is for everyone, um, do you know anyone who does or did play any of the kid-oriented free-to-play online games like Club Penguin or Wizard 101, if you guys are familiar with these? My niece, my, my, the youngest of my sister's three kids, my niece Samantha, was a Club Penguin player. No, this is the one, if I'm correct, where there were actual physical penguin things that you would mm, buy you in the buy store. Like little... They would have codes, kind of like Webkin's, mm-hmm. same kind of idea. Yeah, she played that too. <laughs> okay. And uh, what was uh, Neopets yes. way back in the she day? She played those too. Yep. <laughs> um, and uh, so, Chris, have you come across anybody that's played Never heard of it. No? Okay. It's probably a good thing. Danny? Yeah. Uh, the only thing I know about Club Penguin, you guys just enlightened me about the other, but the only thing I know is like the memes I've seen online of people getting banned from it for cursing and saying wildly yeah. inappropriate things. Yeah, <laughs> even even in a kid's game, there was like no place was sacred. It actually, there was a whole debacle about that. I think it was in Club Penguin that kind of ruined the game's credibility where some people who... Th- that community was largely known for being very kid-friendly and sweet-natured and good-natured and uh, positive-like message boards and forums, heavily moderated. And then uh, a bunch of people took it upon themselves to purchase time and, and build accounts just to go in there and harangue the the kids and and um, adults playing it. And it, it that game never quite bounced back from that, actually. I think a lot of parents pulled their kids off of it because of it. Oh, it's a shame. That's yeah. sad. That's Get not the way that I thought that story hobby. was going to go. God, yeah. people. <laughs> I know. Sorry. I just I brought the comedy down and just made it like uh, people were talking about dicks at the kids, you know, and <laughs> I ruined it. Uh, yes, you did. Um, yeah. No, I um I, I I've known people that have played those games. I mean, but uh, yeah. I mean, my my niece had a very short attention span. As I mentioned, she she played all of those. Yeah, but. In the span of like a year, yeah. like they did not keep her attention for very long. Yeah. Uh, Songbird asks, considering the lack of child-friendly mascots in gaming, what character would you create to fill that gap? You know, now that I mean, like, you know, because Banjo Kazooie really isn't uh, isn't around anymore. Crash Bandicoot really isn't around anymore. Like a lot of like the big like kid-friendly mascots like have kind of gone by the wayside. So. Um, either somebody, I, I'll, 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 what I'll, I'll modify this a little bit to make it a little bit easier is, um, either if you could create somebody just out of the blue, or if there's a character that you think should be the, a mascot that already exists on a platform that, that isn't like should be probably, uh, maybe should be more, like, like more uh, at the forefront, like promoted to being like the mascot the of the platform. Yeah. The uh, kids platform. Outside of the, the obvious Nintendo stuff, it's kind of tough because there really aren't a lot of, yeah. you don't see, I mean, and most of the good ones, like Rayman, are cross-platform, so you yeah. can't really make them a console, like a console mascot. Um, yeah, I'm having trouble even, even with my modified question, thinking of a good answer. <laughs> my vote goes for the companion cube. I think that instills there you solidarity go. and growing but and that's togetherness. Cross-platform, unfortunately. Otherwise, oh. I agree with you. But well, uh, but does it have a face? <laughs> <laughs> um, I have a heart for it. It has a heart go. on it. It's there you go. it's my friend. Um, I would. I don't. I don't. They would need to put some more work in it to, to make it uh, a strong enough to be like a console mascot. But I would buy an Ori plushie, like you know, Ori, oh, that's Ori awesome, in the Blind man. Forest. I mean, that, that's a cute little character. And so, um, you know, they, but they would need some more character development there. I think Splatoons. They're, they're trying to. Oh yeah. Make oh, those yeah, guys. That, yeah. that could be a new one. I mean, they're pretty wholesome. Especially in their squid form. Yeah. yeah. The only yeah. problem, I guess, with Splatoon is is that they they created like a little race of characters and gave them sort of a specific set of rules as to how they function and appear. But I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know if they have like names. Like this character is this person, and this uh, is where they come from. I don't know if they gave them yeah, personalities. Life. And yeah, 
You well, know? That's, where you, that's how you develop it into a mascot then. That's but, Give it a personality. Uh, we should say yeah. then, then then Splatoon is primed to be developed yeah, it's, into. it's ready to there go. There you go. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's a really good one that I think hmm. about it. My son and I, I really didn't want to go down this rabbit hole, but I got him into Skylanders and oh my <laughs> God. But with that said, um, Skylanders is really wholesome and the voice acting is tremendous. Yeah. Uh, every time he's playing that, I'm like, man, this sounds like a really awesome game. It's a, right the voice acting sounds really cool. It, it sounds really interesting and stuff. But the the characters, for the most part, are really wholesome. And if you, like I said, if you championed a couple of them, um, it's not console specific really. But um, there's a couple of them in that game that I could be like, yeah, absolutely. That's this will probably be good, good character. The third time I've said this on the show since I very first appeared on it. But you know, reboot and bring back the characters from Jet Force Gemini. Those were interesting. There was a guy character. There was a girl character. And there was enough personality between them in that game that you could make them into something now, especially as big as like armored characters aren't sci-fi is right now. Do that. You, you uh, follow up. You had asked this before, I think, on air at the time. Um, but uh, you had asked if Jeff Force Gemini was part of the the rare collection. It is. Oh, so, yeah. they got my money again. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna happen. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Uh, uh, so we've covered. We we got one. Uh, you know, we've got. For lack of anything better, Ori for Xbox and Splatoon for play uh, for for Nintendo. Uh, can you guys think of anything for PlayStation? I'm I'm having trouble. I'm not as familiar with the PlayStation um, brands man. as I as no. I'm, are. The thing is, is that that PlayStation. A lot of the first party stuff has has been largely geared more towards adults over the mm-hmm. years. So they don't really have a lot of like fluffy feel good mascots. The 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 da- the game is dated at this point, but the puppeteer Kutaro, I mean, like that that could have yeah, been one. I mean, work. like uh, they, oh, you had the one game out for PS3. Bring back, sense, bring back but... Parappa. Bring back <laughs> Parappa. There you go. There you go. That'll work. Uh, okay, uh, and finally, last question: If your child self warped into the now in front of you, what would you show them in the current world of gaming? So so if if all of a sudden your your kid. Um, um. So I, I I think I'm I think I'm gathering that they're older now, and so they're um. So like John, if all of a sudden um Luca was like sixteen, and or eighteen, let let's say so they can play anything. If all of a sudden they were eighteen, what games right now would you like say? Oh, you've got to play these. Um, Metal Gear. Like just the whole series, or um certain Metal Gear games in particular. Um, Chrono Trigger. Okay. For historical purposes, Shadow of the Colossus. Okay. Probably, probably any of the Quantic Dream games, Portal One and Two, both. Yes, for sure. I'll, you know what? I'll stick with those for now. Okay, Danny. Um, all of a sudden, they're Bioshock. Eight. Okay, all of them. I liked a lot of his answers. I, I don't know all of them, but I did like like Portal. I, I've shown my kid already. I, I like Portal a lot, so that's good. Um, and I'm. Uh, I actually, I thought I forgot the name, but I just remembered L.A. Noir. Oh, um, there you go. That's that was a, a game that I I failed that game so so miserably. Everyone fucking died, and <laughs> I was so I was so like shocked at how bad I did. I was like, no game has rocked me like that. So like for that, like how <laughs> how many different endings there were, um, that really surprised me. That was a really feel good, like a really awesome game. Red yeah. Dead Redemption. Um, yeah, yeah, that's actually a game I need to start. Uh, Almost I still have a PS3. You really. own it, I never, man. Yeah. Oh, it's so fucking good. Yep. Um, but yeah, the Portal series, a huge fan of that one, and uh, the physics and all that fun stuff that comes along with it, and puzzles. Puzzle games are really fun for me. So, that's it. Chris? Yeah, I'm not good to answer this question, just because my gaming experience is so much more limited than you guys. Um, I Like, uh, some of the Telltale series, like, mm. the, the I've said it before, The Walking Dead, the, the, the first one, 
sort of brought me back in, you know, I, I bought my Xbox 360 as a media extender. Mm. I owned it for, <laughs> I, I owned it for a year before I played a video game. In it. <laughs> nice. it was, it was a week short of a year. And I'm like, you know, I'm going to play this game. I put it in and the DVD thing didn't read. And that's how I know it was a week short of a year because it was still under warranty. Oh. And I'm, like, I'm like, this thing's broken. And I called them up and I'm like, hey, you know, my thing's not broken. I'm like, when did it break? I'm like, I think forever. And they're like, well, what do you mean? You've owned it for 51 weeks. And I'm like, this is my first game I put in. Like the dude, he, 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 I, he couldn't wrap his head around what I was telling him. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know. It's the first time I tried it, buddy. That's funny. It was, it was the media extender for my bedroom TV. And that's what I got it for. But um, yeah, the, the Walking Dead sort of really sucked me in. And that, that style of game I and mean, whatever is, you know, Know, the the you know if it's if she's in, if it's Game of Thrones or whatever it is that follows yeah. that style. Oh, um, I would add Wolf Among Us to my list in oh, that case. Go. Yeah. So good. The uh, the Arkham series is something that I I'm looking forward to her being able to get into. You know, and she loves Batman. She loves superheroes in general. I love Batman, and you know it it, it I, she's too young to let her have it yet. But uh, I, I look forward to her discovering that. I think she'll enjoy it. Right on. Um, I would have to. I, I like pretty much everything you guys have said. Um, I would also add um, uh, Mass Effect, um, of course, just because Mass Effect is just so so well done. Um, or um, or Dragon Age if they you know because if, if they're a sci fi geek then Mass Effect if they're a if they're a, a wizards and dragons geek then Dragon Age I think that they're parallel just you know depending on which genre you prefer. I think um, that this question really is about the canon. Of video yeah. gaming, like yeah. this, you know, what what are what what is the canon? What do, what do you have to? What have what there? represents well? Yeah. yeah, I'm surprised none of us went back too far because like yeah, I was thinking that. Like <laughs> Sight Bike is like one of my favorite games in the whole planet, but I didn't really go there with this question. Yeah, that's yeah. True. Oh, um, Assassin's Creed games too. Some of them would be really cool. Yeah, because the way they tie into history. Super and Mario everything. Brothers three. Pretty much every seven. pretty much every core Mario game. Yeah, I mean, is, yeah. is is worth looking at. Yeah. Um, I mean Zelda. I mean all the Zelda games, really. Zelda for sure. Yeah. Bump and jump. <laughs> <laughs> How much did Matt pay you to say that? Uh, not a single thing, but I guarantee you, he's over there toasting the show. And if he's not, he should be. Um. I mean, heck, even like Tetris. I mean, like, I mean that that that's just like, it's so simple, but it's so revolutionary, you know. Yeah. Um. I mean, pretty much any pretty much any game that's on that Hall of Fame Hall of uh, yeah. Fame list. We qualify, right. I think. For Man, this we could fall down the rabbit hole on this yeah, one we, we could because there's day, just so yeah. much history, and I think yeah. it's. I mean, interesting, we all want to yeah. sit down with our kids and play the original Zelda, right? Yeah, yeah. oh yeah. <laughs> you know, you, we can emulate it, and there's there's a million different ways you can play it now, and yep. yeah, everybody wants to do that. When John was talking about playing with his dad uh, growing up, that's I didn't play very much with my parents. They're not really gamers, but we got a Nintendo when I was young, and they spent a lot of money on it, so they got their value out of it. And we played Zelda together, and I remember vivid memories of my parents like drawing like the damn forest in which way like the arrows <laughs> and they basically did it for them to remember but also like that was my cheat guide i was like hell yeah, yeah they figured it out and got on to play some more right on so yeah like it was pretty cool playing that with, as a kid okay uh so cool thank you very much songbird for uh for your email and for um and uh for ashley for your uh facebook response uh appreciate you guys very much um so john what do you have coming up in your near future uh this coming week is going to be um me primarily Thinking about um, eating cheese a lot because I can't have it, <laughs> um, and wanting delicious, tasty beer because I can't have it. So there's gonna I'm gonna be doing that a lot this week. Um, but uh, Beast for Villains is you know as we said last week we're working on a whole bunch of new things and we're gonna be building a green screen set to shoot some video and everything coming up. So that's our current project right now. When we're it's weird to have band related projects where we're not performing. 
you know, and we're doing other things that need to be tended to in that realm. Um, uh, and I'm going to be enrolling for some college courses this week. So, um, that'll be interesting because I'm not, I'm not an academia guy, <laughs> but, um, that's it, man. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to do a lot of playing this week, but uh, maybe step away from my 3ds and, and do some longer games, you know, pick up some stuff I've started and not finished. Um, Chris, is there anything in your near future you'd like uh, to share with people? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's funny. This uh, video game show often gets music oriented between uh, everybody's uh, experience <laughs> in there. I, I have an album that I, I'm a part of. Uh, this doesn't have my name on it. It's actually my friend Kevin Trudeau is the, is the the songwriter. It's his music, but uh, I I played on it along with uh, ten or eleven other people. I I just have a, a small role in helping make it happen, but. Uh, gets released on august 7th so um friday august 7th release party at two brothers roundhouse and uh from there on it will be out on all of the uh digital platforms and uh um you can find uh, our, our our label's website murmur entertainment.com uh, will have all the details for ordering it or uh catching it digitally or come out to the roundhouse and grab a copy on friday august 7th cool sounds good nice danny anything in your near future you'd like to share with people um not really. I'm going to spend the rest of the week probably not playing any video games and uh, reading Armada, which is the new book by the writer from uh, Ready Player One. Oh, that, right on. Yeah, that came out nice. a couple okay. days ago, and I picked it up. So I plan on finishing that book hopefully in a couple of days. Nice. Not too long, but I'm going to spend my breaks doing that in between work and life. Let us know what you think when it's done. I Yeah, huge fan of the first one. and uh, I've Is this a sequel? No, it's oh, just, uh, just another book by the same author. Yeah, another okay. book by the same author. It might be in the same universe. I don't think so. I'm only two chapters in, so. Okay. We'll see, but uh, it reads very well, just like the uh, the Ready Player One did, so I'm excited. Right on. Cool. Uh, on my side of things, uh, ponies, 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 cons, cons, cons. Um, this last week, uh, Ponyville Cider Fest, uh, we announced uh, Peter New will be returning. Um, he was uh, one of our favorite guests from last year. He is the voice of uh, Big Macintosh and also voiced the Doctor based on Doctor Who um, in the hundredth episode. Um, just, just epic, epic man. Um, very looking, very much looking forward to spending more time with him. Um, uh, we've uh, we've actually kind of kept in contact since the last uh, last convention, and uh, I consider him a friend, and so I'm looking forward to seeing him again. Um, but aside from that, uh, for my beer of the week, uh, I am going to pick, um, kind of, I'm just going to kind of pick a series. Um, so there's a brewery in Chicago called Pikeworks. I've mentioned them before. And, um, they have a series of beer called abduction beers. And each one is an Imperial stout flavored with various things. And, uh, tonight, um, uh, three, uh, the three of us here that, um, can drink beer, I think, uh, uh Chris, did you have some of this or no, I didn't try it. Oh, oh you missed it. Okay. Um, but I'm not um, a big stout guy. Ah, okay. Um, it uh, probably wouldn't like to them, but, uh, we had their, uh, toasty nut abduction. And um, which um, is uh, might be Chris's favorite name for a beer uh, to listen to my wife say. Um, <laughs> yeah, we, we hadn't even started recording. We already had to throw the uh, not safe for favor tag on this one. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, they're all they're all like super heavy, like, like 10, 11 percent. Um, but like super, super rich, super flavorful uh, Imperial Stouts. Um, so yeah, good stuff. Uh, definitely available pretty much. Uh, well, so they go through the series throughout the year. Some of them um, become harder to find than others just because some are more desired than others. Um, but um, there's like, they have like mint truffle. They have uh, like, a, like a cherry, a raspberry, an orange, uh, a mocha, um, all sorts of different ones. And so, um, yeah, if, if you ever come, if you like Stouts and if you ever come across uh, anything with the word abduction on it from Pipeworks, get it because it is absolutely worth every penny. Um, so that's my beer of the week. Um, 
so for next week's show, um, first of all, we're going to be um, Goat was uh, managed to uh, snag an interview with MC Lars um, on the Warp Tour, and so uh, we're going to have an interview with him next week. And then in addition, uh, John is bringing some of his friends on the show. Um, yeah, I'm going to have a sort of a unique thing in here for you guys next week. We're going to have uh, two people that are going to be part of the show that uh, have never been a part of the show before. They're uh, in a band called Rocket Boat, um, and. The bass player for this band, a fellow by the name of Josh, has decided to make a game that sort of promotes the band. It's a game for the band that uh, he helped design and uh, had a friend program, and those two are going to be on here to uh, showcase the game a little bit, and uh, we're going to get our hands on the game uh, this week before uh, they come into the studio. Uh, but that's going to be something kind of neat and different, and uh, they're going to they're gonna talk a lot about the game, the development process for it, and uh, how you can play it yourselves uh, when it comes out. I've, I've seen video of it running. There's a trailer of it up that you can take a look at. They've got a near final build of it ready to go. And uh, it's a really cool looking little game, man. I, I think you guys will be surprised at, at, uh, at what they have to say about it. But they'll be on here with us next week to, to kind of help us out with the show. Awesome. We'll, um, we'll post a trailer in the meantime uh, between next week, so keep an eye out for that. And um, so if you if you know anything about the band or if you have any questions, um, you know, feel free to send them in. And, um, you know, the... We'll, uh, we'll, we'll pass them along. And so um, I guess that's it for next week. And so aside from that, if you've liked what you heard, you, uh, every time. <laughs> and so aside from that, if you've liked what you heard, you can find us at GamerHeadRadio.com, at Facebook.com backslash GamerHeadRadio, at Google.com backslash plus GamerHeadRadio, and on Twitter at GamerHeadRadio, where I'm at T-E-K-Charlie, John is at the Fallon Flynn, and Goat on Twitter and Instagram is at Sir Goatsworth. Follow his tour shenanigans there. Uh, Chris, do you have an online presence? Uh, ish. I have a Facebook presence. I, I I I have a Twitter account, but you'll never find me writing anything on okay. it. So and I know Danny's pretty much the same way. So <laughs> yeah. okay, cool. Um, you can email us at editors at Gamerhead Radio or call in and leave us a voicemail at nine four nine two six Gamer. Um, subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or download the official Gamerhead Radio app uh, from Google Play. You can also subscribe on YouTube, Twitch, uh, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher Radio, and or with your random podcast downloader of choice. Um, if you guys ever find that you can't find uh, Gamerhead Radio on some podcast downloader please let us know i'm pretty sure we have them all covered but uh, uh let us know if you have any difficulty locating us on anything um and with all that being said thank you very much for listening this has been gamerhead radio You just made your own Easter egg this week, dude. There you go. 30 seconds of recording, and you already got an Easter egg. Hello. 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 With the minor seventh? Like, oh, yeah. Goodbye, listeners.